jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. And welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being back with us here for episode 254. It is Monday, January the 10th, 2022. We're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling as always. I'm Joe Murata and I'm joined by Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy. How you doing today, sir? Good. Good. We, ready to romp? Yeah, we're romping, baby. Yeah, and we thank you guys for being back to romp with us here in 2022. We're, we have some good topics in store for you. But before we get to any of that, I want to remind you of a few things. First of all, if you have a Twitter, follow us there at OVP Podcast on Twitter. You get your fix of daily wrestling gifts there on Twitter. All, no, all of them. All, all of the gifts. All the gifts that exist in the world That's of wrestling. Right. We post them all. Old wrestling. Old wrestling. Specifically. And no drama. So just follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can also email us if you want to at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, if people want to talk to you and me and well over 1,200 or so retro wrestling fanatics, where can they go? Facebook.com slash GIF. Yeah. It's a site with GIFs. It has Kind them. of. Facebook's bad at GIFs. But anyway. It actually is, yes. They, they stink, right? Yes. But anyway, they have a search bar at this GIF-tastic website over there. That's weird. Um, and you type in the search bar, our vantage point, dash, retro wrestling podcast, bing, bam, boom, tube score, kaflooey, hit the join group, and you're in. Yeah, and you're only agreeing to one rule to join the group, one rule only, which is don't be what? A dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. And all we mean by that, folks, is, hey, if you want to talk about retro wrestling, we'd love to have you there. You know, you can talk about the 80s, the 90s, WWF, NWA, ECW, anything you want, right? The only thing we ask is in sharing your opinions and in your discourse, don't be an asshole. Right. Can you handle that? that that's exactly what we mean. That's all we mean. Yeah. And all we mean by that is no personal attacks. It's wrestling. You don't need to get that up in arms about someone's opinion. Oh, they don't like your favorite wrestler? Here's an idea. Just ignore what they're saying. Don't Quinn, worry. Just don't worry about it. Quinn does it to me on this show all the time when I make fun of his favorite. It's fine. We're still My friends. My favorite is very good. <laughs> You know, I thought I had a good favorite yeah. wrestler. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, have fun talking about Red Dressler. Fun, okay? And you can do that on Facebook. And if you want some extra OVP content, we do offer that. We have two separate shows that you can get on Patreon. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We have the 1984 canon, which right now we got Cindy Lauper. We got Wendy Richter. Yep. Things are happening there. Lou Albano, the 1984 canon, and the WWF pay-per-view reviews out right now. Just came out this past weekend. SummerSlam 94. Oh. We finally found out the mystery of the, the Undertaker. There was two of them. That was it. What a great mystery. Yeah, amazing. We knew that the whole time. I think the bigger mystery that we, we heard and talked about was the Tatanka. Oh, yeah. Next year, who sold out? What we happened? Finally solved that case, too. Yeah. But if you want to hear all about that and every other WWF pay-per-view, go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. All right, Michael. All right. Our opening segment for this season is a good one. I've been having fun doing it, and we are taking your suggestions. You can do that over on Facebook. We're talking about when a wrestler leaves one of the big promotions mm -hmm. and goes to the other one. And what happens is it could have a profound effect on the wrestler's career. It could have an effect on the promotion that the wrestler leaves and 
the promotion that the wrestler jumps to. So we're discussing them here all season long on a new segment called The Jump. Should I stay or should I go? Might as well jump! Jump! Welcome back to The Jump, where we're discussing these kind of memorable, maybe landmark transfers from one promotion to another. And as we mentioned, we are taking your suggestions. You can do that on Facebook. Use the hashtag on Facebook, The Jump. Uh, that way it keeps everything organized. But when we had at least four people that I saw suggesting this one. This is a big one. This is a big one. It's we, actually big. It actually is. That's right. Yeah. We've got Mike Pru, okay, great friend of the show. We have Dave Parada, again, not related to me. Yeah, it's different the, last the name. other the, the Parada Marada. <laughs> yeah, the connection. other Parada. Yeah, we've got Kelly Smallwood. Sorry to hear that, Kelly. <laughs> he, he likes it. Yeah, and we got Patrick Klimper making an appearance. Oh, Patrick here. in the in the house. Hello, Patrick. So these guys and maybe some more wanted us to talk about the Big Show. Well, well, it's the Big Show. So first of all, the Big Show, right? He wasn't called that before the jump. So he was known as the Giant in WCW, and he jumped to the WWF in early 99. We'll cover that. He was, by all intents and purposes, a rookie for the most part when he started in WCW. He just started wrestling in 95, yeah, right? he walked in, and he's like, I'm Andre's son. Right, and Hogan's and, like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I will destroy Hulkamania! Because I am the son of a giant! Yeah! God, I love the beginning of him because it's a little goofy, but it's also like it's a lot goofy. It's a lot goofy. But here's the thing. He's unbeatable at the beginning. He's so unbeatable that they have his cryon has his own his green glow to it. Yep. Remember that? Yes, I do. And, and he's Andre the Giant's son and all these other stupid things. And I love him. <laughs> I got to know something, man. Hey, An- is Andre really your dad? Man? Andre really Sorry. your dad? I'm going to give WCW credit here because bringing him in simply as the giant, very good. The Andre something is so friggin' hokey. It's so dumb. Here's but the thing. Whatever. When I was a kid, I thought it was real. So did I. I, I was like, it, I didn't we, know better. They didn't talk about like Andre's like kids ever. Right, so right. how the hell were you supposed to know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's something you couldn't get away with saying. And it's like the internet is still sort of newish when he came in in 1995. Yes. You honestly don't. You're not sure. The kids probably thought that. I know yeah. I did, right? Yeah. So Hogan goes on to have a pretty, you know, standard feud involving monster trucks and pushing people off buildings. And the whole crowd. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, and then he has a sword and he turns into Dark Hogan. So standard yeah. wrestling stuff, yeah. right? Actually, this to me, this whole feud was interesting because Hogan did change a little bit, right? Yes, he like did. The giant took a chunk out of him. He lost his mustache. It, it was a whole thing. It wasn't hot. Yeah, it wasn't hot. <laughs> that was very yeah. important. Ah, it's not hot. There were so many things. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan dressed like a woman. It was a and, great time, Yeah, honestly. But anyway, as far as the giant is concerned, he went on to have a very good run, I'd say, in WCW from 95 to early 99. Was the WCW champion Joined the NWO at one point, got kicked out of the NWO very shortly thereafter. Uh, which I thought was, this was actually like one of the early um, intriguing things with the NWO was they couldn't like keep the giant on board. Like right. They, they wanted him and it always seemed like they would find a way to piss him off somehow. Right. Because it's like he was treated like they were playing with fire. Right. Yeah, the yeah. giant in there. Right. Because the giant's this figure that. He already beat Hulk Hogan. He didn't need these fucking people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he was could fight all of them if he wanted to. Yep. Uh, he mainly fought Kevin Nash in 1997 or didn't right. because Nash never showed up or something. But anyway, got his neck broken or something by Kevin Nash. Right. Anyway, we go into 98 and the Giants kind of 
a lot of the luster is gone, but it's not it's not because they didn't book him as well. It's just because eventually when you have a guy there every week, unlike Andre for a lot of his run, right? There's only so much you can do. Here's the thing: is WCW did book him they like they him well. should have booked him, like the WWF should have booked him, right. where he doesn't really lose. He didn't really. I mean, he was he was a, a real threat, right? right? Goldberg beat him in a memorable match. The only time they made him look vulnerable was when his neck, when they had the neck broke. Yes. But that was like to me, that was just again, that was just a device to make it sort of seem like he was in trouble. So. The Giant makes his last WCW appearance on a January 1999 Nitro. It was actually the week after the finger poke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost to Kevin Nash. Wow, that far in, huh? That far in. I and don't think of the Giant that far. Because he wasn't doing that much the last few months of his right. run. He knocked him out with it! He's going to win this thing! Yes, he is! He's the big man! Kevin Nash is your big man! Yeah, he's going to win that thanks to Eric Bischoff! There's rumors, of course, because by 99, the internet is much more prevalent than it had been in 95 yeah. when you can get away with being Andre's son. Exactly. And, it's all connected. <laughs> it's say. all connected. And his WCW contract expired on February 8th, 99. He signed with Titan on February 9th. Mm-hmm. And there was a rumor at the time. I don't know if you remember this one, Quinn, but I certainly do, that they were going to bring him in as Titan. Yeah, I remember hearing about you remember this. remember that one? Yes. And they didn't. Thank goodness. But at least... <laughs> But at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view only days later in February of 99, Steve Austin's fighting Vince McMahon in the cage because, of course, he is. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Austin's kicking Vince's ass. Right. As he should. The mismatch. Of course. And then who comes through the ring but Paul White, we're yes. told, right? He, he's, they don't say Big Show. No, that's they, not his name yet. It's, it's Oh, it's Paul White. <laughs> Paul, it. King, that's Paul White. Wait a minute. My God. King. My God. King. What does that mean? <laughs> and, as, and I know that's his real name and everything, but how unthreatening does that sound? It does. Oh, here's Paul. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> ha, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Paul. It's like the butcher when they called him Paul. <laughs> Paul Vachon. Yeah. It almost sounds like they didn't think of a name for him in time. Like yeah, they, they just signed him and they're it like. Was still in the like, in the like think room or right, whatever. Like right. they were like still, still in the oven. It's like, what, what are we going to call him? Like Vince Russo or Vince McMahon or anyone didn't think of a name. Uh, bro, bro, just you use your real name, bro. Yeah. So anyway, he comes out and then for a couple of weeks, Vince calls him the big nasty Paul White. Yeah. Now, I don't mind that. I, I do. As much as I mind. The Big Show. So you hate The Big Show. You've always told me that. I hate the name. I think I it's a very poor name. To me, here's the thing. I'm like indifferent to that name, right? I think it's poor. You know what it is to me? The Big Show feels like something that like, oh, maybe it's his name for a couple years and then they just, I don't know, go to go with something else but for some fucking reason. He's he's not a show is my problem with <laughs> but it. But he's just, The Big Show. But no, he's not. He's just, he's, he's not. so big. The thing, he is big. That's it, true. But he he's not a show. A, he is a big show he's a big for us man, to watch. Big no. guy. Well, anyway, know. we can't go through his whole WF career because it was for 22 years. Uh, <laughs> and he turned heel and face approximately 434 times. Okay. My main problem. I'll tell you my main problem. I've said this for years is that he loses too much. Okay. So when I think of like the big show yes or andre the giant's son whatever you want to call him right little andre little andre i think this man should never lose a match ever unless it's like one time against like some transformative wwf champion or something (laughs) you know what i mean like you're talking a la andre the giant yeah i have been undefeated for 15 years (laughs) or whatever like that should be big show i've been undefeated for 22 years whatever it is 
And I don't disagree with you, Quinn. I actually really don't. Conveniently keep him away from the title. Like he's always doing something else. And when they gave him the title, I know we're skipping around. Should never even had the title. Well, not when he did. Not in November of '99. But that was, you know, they had to replace Austin. And a shirt on then. I think. (laughs) I think the big problem, no pun intended, is the way they brought him in was cool. Yeah, it was coming through the the cage. Coming in was neat. Joining the corporation. Problem number one. He fights Steve Austin within weeks of debuting. I'm talking before WrestleMania 15, I think it was. This is the biggest match in the history of Raw. We call Paul White, folks. We ain't going nowhere. They immediately like burned it out, right? Yeah. And I, I understand, Quinn, and I know you do too. That this is still the Monday Night Wars, and you gotta keep you know you gotta be, keep people from changing the channel, bro. Yeah, and maybe they looked at WCW and they're like, "Well, WCW, like they used him every week, and it, it seemed to be pretty damn successful, right?" Yeah, but he didn't lose that much. Yeah, in the beginning, right? I think the problem is too, Quinn. When you look at 1998's TV and storylines, you had a mix of their traditional building and building, right? But with spiced up by what Vince Russo was doing. Mm-hmm. By 99, Vince Russo is literally, it's just week to week. Nothing really builds. There's no attention span. Well, and that it was, was the age of that. Yeah, because theoretically, if you look at like old school, what they should have done is brought him in, keep him away from Austin for a few months or something like that, then have a big match with Austin. Right. And they immediately hot shot it. Within two months, he's already a face. <sighs> Then he's a heel again with The Undertaker. I think they were then he's trying, a face. I think they were just trying to rush it in with The Rock. Way too rushed, man. Right, All yeah. of it was rushed. Everything mm-hmm. about this. He turned like three or four times within 99. Mm-hmm. And one of his problems is that he was always flipping back and forth. He was there so long, right? What would you have done with him? Because you can't just literally have him never lose for 20 years. I mean, like, what do you do with him? Like I said, even if he doesn't lose for 20 years, just keep him away from the title. Have him be like a gatekeeper, like Andre was. But they did. Andre tr- wrestled forever, and he never lost. True, and he wasn't the champion. Well, he was the tag champion. That yeah. was it, right? Yeah. And he said he won the tag title with mm-hmm. DiBiase. He, would, uh, he, he only knew about the tag titles. <laughs> yeah, Even when he won the world title, he thought he won the tag title. <laughs> this is no surprise. I told you I was going to win the world title championship. But with Big Show, I will say this. I still think it was the right career move. For him, oh yeah. Well, I mean, he one wasn't million like the losers, that's no. for sure. He wouldn't have gotten. He wouldn't have come into WF later on and been like undercut by Vin. You know how he like, yeah, wasn't kind to the people who really competed against him. Right now, was WWF smart to pick him up when they did? You think? Yeah, I think I, uh, so. For them, if you recall, that was one of their first big coups. No pun intended. Like it was before Jericho. Right. It was like whoa, whoa, okay. They got like somebody. Somebody that's a big deal over at WCW, right? right? Is it more just what they did with him? I think that first year really got him off to a bad start more than anything, right? And then he, the Paul and the the shirt, like, and And then the crying later. And, you know, I always said this to you the thing that cemented in my brain that he wasn't that important was when William Regal peed on his leg. The trajectory is everything. Oh my gosh, it's the old golden shower for the big show. You hated that. Like to me, like I was like, oh, he's a comedy character now. Like I never have to care about Big Show ever anymore. You know? He he was very diverse in terms of the way they used him, right? They would have eras where he'd be this unstoppable like ECW champion. Remember that? Yeah, era? that was they that was another uh, attempt at like, oh look, nobody can right. beat him. 
they had him come back and be the guy that fought Floyd Mayweather, which really worked well. I that actually kind of like that. Yeah. They had him be the old stalwart where when in this hideous, uninspired era, which is most of Raw in the 2010s, right? Where yeah. it's like, and you're going to have a match against the big show and Kane like yeah. every time, right? Like, let's just stack the deck. But they know yeah. they never win. You yeah. know what I mean? I guess like John Cena or something. <laughs> and I he mean. just kicks the asses. Right. Like. Every fu- he was like the default like goon, him and <laughs> yeah. Kane for yep. years, right? Uh-huh. So it was a very odd way that they used him. Sometimes it was a comedy character. Sometimes he was crying. Sometimes he was a sympathetic face. Sometimes He's he did the yes chant. Too all over the place, huh? He, yeah, he was in Jericho and Showmiz. And you know, I hate those type of names. <laughs> Showmiz. Showmiz is like the worst name. It, a terrible name. <laughs> like, I love both those people <laughs> yeah. in general. Like, I still I still like Big Show. It's I just, do too. I don't know how to put it. It's just like he's not important. That, to me, is the tragedy of the Big Show jump, is that it should have been important. He should have been, like, their new Andre the Giant that they wanted so much forever since Andre had passed away. Would having an Andre-type character, though, that never loses, you can't feature him every week, though. Would that have worked in the Attitude Era? Like um, Vince Russo's you could have him attitude, leave and come back all the time. Well, Why not? They did do that too. Right? Remember, he would leave yeah, sometimes. Just keep him on contract. I'd take that gig if I was him. I got hey, I could hang out with my family, my wife and kids. And right? They they just call me in every three months or something. Remember, I he kick w- some ass and then I leave. I think the thing about Big Show is that he just yeah. He wasn't as important, right? Yeah. It's not that he didn't win a lot of titles, but again, uh, this is the era where everyone won a lot of titles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in all seriousness. He did win a lot of titles, from my recollection. He was every champion. WWF champion, ECW champion, world heavyweight. Intercontinental champion at some point. Yes, (laughs) US champion, tag team champion, world tag team champion. Won everything. Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy, obviously. Well, that's his dad, so obviously he's got to win that one. He was Rookie of the Year in The Observer in 96. Uh-huh. He was uh, also Worst Wrestler on The Observer in 2001 and 2. Well... He did have a bad period. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so like torn. Like I said, that it's post-Regal P-Leg, so <laughs> that's that's why. I'm so torn with him because on one hand, he couldn't have stayed in WCW forever, literally, because they were going to go out of business anyway. But even so, it's like he had run his course in WCW. WDF picking him up is good. I don't think it hurt WCW that he left. Right. I don't think it hurt them one bit. But you're torn because he feels like a guy that you never don't want to have him on your roster yeah. right? because he's like the biggest guy. Like, why would you not want him somewhere doing something? Right. I think the problem is he's like a very he's what normally you'd probably call like a good hand. Yeah. But because he's seven foot, whatever, it seems like he should be more than that. But honestly, it just seems like he's just one of those. It's the same thing. He's yeah. like Jacques Rougeau. Well, it's just like it, a good hand. It's the same thing with um, like Super Giant Ninja Yete. Like you would think he would be around Reese or whatever. Like you don't think, bring him up. You think he'd be around like fucking forever, right? Because look at him. He's like eight feet tall or some right. shit, right? And that's another thing because yeah. of his height, because of his size, right? And his competency in the ring. He's not bad in the ring. You gotta have a guy like that. I mean. WWF salivates when there's anyone that's like 6'10 or above. I mean, they've tried to make big names out of people. Sometimes it works with like a Kevin Nash yeah. or somebody like that. But you also have your Kurgans and your Paulo Silvas. Yeah. So to get a guy that's like can cut a promo, looks good. Marketable. And, like. Marketable and can wrestle. I don't blame them for clinging to him for over two decades. Yeah. But ultimately to me, it just feels like he's kind of minor. I, I hate know, to say it. It stinks, right? <laughs> right, right? The other thing too is he has also, no offense, just on an aside, 
he did. He made the best decision ever when he shaved his head early on because yes. then you never knew how old he was. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's worked. Tr- it's true. Like he still comes back sometimes, and you're still like, oh, he just looks the same. Like I can't tell that he's old. Well, I mean, he like, would- you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yes. he's still seven foot tall. He's still a big bald guy with a goatee. Right. Like he. Like you don't know. It's a timeless look. Yeah. To be seriously. Uh, fair about it. I mean, he was in WWF until like a year ago. Yeah. And now he's now he's in AEW as of press time, right? Right. He's like 50 and he still looks the same. He looks like he's 33. It's like <laughs> yeah, you, you honestly don't know. Like, Yeah. So I think overall, I mean, the, the constant heel and face turns didn't help. Uh, I think his first year in the WWF didn't help. But overall, it's obviously a good move on WWF's part because someone needed to have that guy. That's a good guy to have. Now, is it a good move on AEW's part? It was, yes, <laughs> to pick him up. I think that his career was very long. I'm not yeah. saying that's a good it's thing. It's still going. It's still going. I think he seems like a great guy. He had that Netflix show or whatever it was. Was it yeah, on Netflix? What that, was it? That's my big show or whatever <laughs> it was. I, I forget what it was called. I think it was called The Big Show Show. Whatever it was. Which they could have just called it The Big Show. I saw some episodes. I laughed. He's likable. Because he's just a nice man. I know. I know. it's not like a good show. Oh, you're so beautiful. You talking to me or the belt? You. I knew when I was watching it that it was shitty, but I couldn't help but want to like it because I like him. He's likable. Yeah. So I think it was a great career move for him. I mean, look at this. He he had 22 years in the WWF, parlayed that now into the AEW job. Mm -hmm. He had a good run in WCW. So he's been going strong as a wrestler 27 years. Great move going to WWF. I just don't think it helped them that much other than having a reliable talent. It's unfortunate (laughs) all around. I I can Right? It, just, it feels like it should be a bigger deal. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, folks, if I'm missing something here, if we're missing something, please let us know. But let us know what you think of the Big Show's jump from WCW to WWE. Was it a good move? Who is it a good move for? Did it hurt anyone? What could have been done differently? Let us know that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email or join the group. But, Quinn, when we come back, it is week number two of the worst Royal Rumble matches in WWE history. That's right. It's the Royal Flush, and that is coming up right after this. Well, they can treat you like a brother. Yeah, they can treat you like a clown. But if they treat you like a lover, they've got the sweetest little show in town. you got the sweetest All right, I thank you, Kevin Sullivan. I don't know what's in there, Giant, but I'm nervous. <laughs> Hogan, the rare white Bengal tiger, the biggest cat in the jungle. You're running out of lives, Hogan. When I get you in the ring, Halloween Havoc, I will take your last life from you. And the WCW Heavyweight Championship belt. You will find the one true immortal is not you, but me, the giant, the immortal giant. <laughs> this guy is oh! for Halloween Havoc. I don't know what you've done with Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. And now, back to your romp through the world of retro wrestling, O-V-P. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here. It's episode 254, and it is Monday, January the 10th, 2022, and with me is Michael Quinn. Hi. Hi, Mike. So, Quinn, we've talked about briefly at the top of the show, and we'll talk about it again. We have a Patreon. We do. Now, we don't do this to try to rip people off or get rich quick or anything. Nah, this is a content-based 
Patreon. It's it's you want more stuff? Yeah. We got it. We got the stuff. Yeah. And we think you'll be content with our content if you sign up at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And what you can get over there. Two separate shows, like we mentioned. Every Friday is the 1984 Canon. This is a video or audio only show. We're going through every episode of WWF Championship Wrestling. It started in January of 82, which sounds weird, right? But we've made it all the way now to the summer of 84. Yeah, where things are happening. Girls right. want to have fun. Yes, things, they do. Things are much different than they were when we started. The point of the show is you get to go through this journey with us. And it's just a, like a one-hour show. You can watch it along with us or just listen to the audio version. And it's a fun time. And there's free older ones on our YouTube channel. If you want to get like kind of a preview, check them out. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe, by the way. And that's just two bucks a month on Patreon. And then the top tier is only $5 a month. If you can spare that, I encourage you to give this a shot for the rest of January. Just try it out. If you don't like it, cancel. Because you'll get the 1984 Canon and the WWF pay-per-view reviews, like we mentioned. Full-length reviews over three hours, once a month. Every WWF pay-per-view in order. Out right now is SummerSlam 94. That's the latest mm. one. They go all the way back to the first WrestleMania. Give it a shot. If you've been listening to the OVP, you like what we do, you like this weekly show, and you wouldn't mind trying it out just for the rest of January. And think of it this way. Even if you get it for one month, you have access to all of this yeah. content right for five bucks. Yeah. And if you decide, you know what, I just don't have time to listen to all this or it's it's not for me, then just cancel. Yeah. It just really, get rid of it. You're right. <laughs> it's okay. We're telling you it's okay. We're telling you it's okay. We're just asking you to give it a shot if you like us. We're not trying to rip you off. We really want you to get your money's worth. Money's worth. So if you want to try that, go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Michael. Yes. The Royal Flush. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's actually the worst Royal Rumbles, Royal matches, that is, of all time. Now, the Royal Rank is a Royal Flush, folks. What that is, is before every season starts, we ask you, the fans, to go vote. Give us a list of your top 10 of something and your bottom 10 of something. And for this season, it was Royal Rumble matches. Then we take all of your votes and we put them into two separate tanks. One for the best, one for the worst. We pull out two names at a time each week and we rank them. That way, by the end of the season, what you are going to have is the definitive certified ordained baptized non-GMO USA certified organic and healthy. Best and worst Royal Rumble matches of all time. This is a flush week, which is the worst, right? We got two names on the board because it's only week number two. I'm going to run them down for you. At number one, unsurprisingly, is Royal Rumble 2014. That's You're pretty far in the future. One of your least favorite things to I ever mean, see. I Quinn. hate it in general. <laughs> I it know. stinks ass. <laughs> Why did they do this? Daniel Bryan. That's the thing. I'm still thinking about it. I know. Now, number two. Has the f a right ending, has a good ending, has a good performance. But I do like the ending a lot. You know this. Number two has a hideous roster. <laughs> it's the one of the worst rosters yes. of all time in a Royal Rumble. And that's why I, I will there. admit it, yeah. even though my favorite one. And that's 1995. So when we talk about a good Royal Rumble, we're talking about memorable moments, a good roster, good booking, good action, right? It's not a lot of laying around. The right person wins, maybe, or at least it's an ending that makes sense. Moments. Moments. Mm -hmm. But a bad Rumble, Quinn? Basically forgettable. forgettable. Don't give a shit about it. The wrong people win. It's got a dumb ending. Tag wrestlers. In the <laughs> Too many tag wrestlers. It's always, <laughs> it's always a sign, right? Yes. Or people you don't even remember people, existed are in it. People that don't work there. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's that. The Usually the legend is dumpy. Yeah, you know dumpy how they legend. One, one legend in it or whatever they At do. Least, yeah. There's always one and, and they pick like a crappy one like Honky Tonk Man or something. <laughs> You're like, what? 
Or the uh, our I know favorite. that we like Honky Tonk yes. Man, but you know what I mean. Not like he's like, not like some like whoa Honky Tonk Man's here. I don't need to see him when he's like sixty. Yeah. Or what we like to say, Royal Rumbling, which is just laying around oh, doing yeah, nothing. Oh, the, yeah, the, the just sit in the corner or yes. road dog in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? So with that said, folks, you guys voted. All we're here to do is rank. Before we do that, we must go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Batista. Shawn Michaels at this time is throwing his name into the many names that will be competing at the Royal Rumble in Fresno. It's the Royal Flush. Week number two, Michael. Stinky. Fresno. Yeah, very Fresno. Fresno. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, as we we made as we, can we? As we mentioned, there are only two names on, so that means two more come out today. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about the criteria, and as we go on, we find more ways to refine that criterion mm-hmm. and see what is truly the worst Royal Rumble and why. So without any further ado, Quinn, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready as well. Let's go down to the fans and find out who drew number three. Triple H still in this match. Oh, oh, Ambrose eliminated. Triple H is a 14-time WWE champion. Royal Rumble 2016, where the title was on the line. So you would think <laughs> they're finally doing the 1992 thing, right? Yeah, you would I think. I was so, okay, I'm not going to lie. I was a little excited for this one because I was like. Oh, I was too. Oh, how could this be bad, right? The WF belt's on the line. Right. Well, well it, it, it's not the same right. kind of WWF belts on the line thing. They mangled their interpretation of like <laughs> why Royal Rumble 92 is good, essentially. Yeah, here's the deal. This needs a little tiny bit of background, okay? Okay. For the past year and change, 2015 and, and even back to 14, WWF, WWF all the time, WWE got this push for Roman Reigns they going. Got, they got the bright idea after they fucked up in the 2014 Royal Rumble. Yeah, two years that, prior. Hey, they're rooting for Roman Reigns when the reason we were rooting for him is because he wasn't Batista. Correct. And Daniel Bryan, they had decided, oh, he doesn't need to be in this thing that we've been pushing him to be in all uh, year. For. Right. Like, he doesn't need to be in it. You can hear more about that two weeks ago on yeah. episode 252. <sighs> So Roman's getting the big push throughout 15, but he hadn't won the title yet until Survivor Series. And the title was vacant. He defeated Dean Ambrose in a tournament final, right? Then Sheamus cashed in, and everyone's kind of perplexed. And then on Raw a few weeks later, this is December of 15, Sheamus is going to defend the title. Vince McMahon gets involved to was try this, to get Roman over. Remember? Also, was this the League of Nations and all that yes. shit? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and they had the globe thing. And, 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 and Rusev broke the monitor. Right. And yeah. Vince was happy about it. Took it with it. him. Remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vince stole, was like all loving him. That like, he stole the monitor. Yeah. It was good. 
This is the era where they really wanted Roman to be the top guy. Fine. I mean, that's their prerogative, obviously. Uh-huh. A vocal, vocal amount of fans were booing Roman Reigns. So they bring Vince out of the weeds, right? Yeah. He's like, I'll get him over myself, damn it. Yeah. If, to- if, if this doesn't work, nothing will. <laughs> right. right? It's like me, and, damn it. And to Vince's credit, that night, at least, that night where Roman won the title on Raw in December of 15, he got a big pop because say, Vince was, can do it. Right? It was like Herculean that Vince McMahon in his like 70 year old yeah. man era here, like was able to somehow like will us into liking Roman Reigns. Just right? for that night, maybe. Yeah. But it worked, right? Yeah. Because Vince taking a bump, it's just there's something to that. I couldn't believe it. He's like, it was like 69 or some shit. It was 70, I, I think. I, I was like, what is going on here? So that like gets Luthez. <laughs> <laughs> so we <laughs> we get to the point where the Royal Rumble's coming and Triple H, uh, who is pretty much retired, but he wrestles like you know once or twice a year because Triple H. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna make you uh, defend the title uh, in the Rumble, uh. right? So, so this, okay, so this on paper seems like, oh, this is like the Ric Flair thing, right? Yeah. Like, but no, but it's the title's not, not vacant. It, the title, that's the issue, right? Is that there's no Jack Tunney moment right. where like everyone's all fucking pissed off, and it could be anybody's title, right? It's no Roman Reigns has to defend against everyone, yeah. one against twenty nine or whatever. They, I think they said one against thirty, all dumbly. They too. probably did, yeah. Knowing them, thirty verse one or whatever, <laughs> like yeah. But he uh, he has to enter at number one, and he has to defend it. So if he doesn't win the Royal Rumble, whoever wins it is the champion. So Royal Rumble 2016, the event was held in Orlando at the Amway Center, about fifteen thousand on hand. It's fine, yeah. So let's run it down here. This is the Royal Rumble 2016. I actually, in all seriousness, I don't mind this match that much. It's just that I had nothing invested in it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, at number one is Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Number two is Rusev, who I like. Yep. No problem with him. Rusev coming off breaking the TV or whatever, (laughs) stealing it. Uh, Reigns quickly eliminates him. Number three, AJ Styles is there. This is debut because I remember number three was his debut. I'm pretty sure this is it. This is AJ Styles making his debut. This was like a big coup. One of the rare like guys they never had, right? Yeah. I was like, are they going to just like give him the title right away? Because he comes in. Everyone's like, he's fucking awesome. He's yeah. over. Remember, he was just in Japan, like yep. kicking ass. Yep. And like it got this was like during the early period where you could finally start seeing some Japanese wrestling on the Internet. Yes, right? Where, I like, remember. Like they were adding English commentary and mm-hmm. stuff. And AJ Styles was probably the biggest like benefactor to that. Was that the era where JR just kept calling everyone like they were Bruiser Brody? Yeah, and he kept saying um <laughs> like the uh, Eddie Eddie Mercury or whatever. What what am I thinking? Freddie Mercury. Freddie, Freddie Mercury. He kept saying Freddie Mercury a lot. It's like this guy reminds me of Bruiser Brody. This yeah. guy's a lot like Stan Hansen. Right. This guy's like Bruiser Brody. Right. <laughs> Can exactly. you not do this job? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Okada in trouble. AJ Styles will relish in this opportunity to seize the moment. But the point but was, yes, let's get back to the topic. AJ Styles was coming in hot. Deal. 
this was a coup for them to get AJ Styles. 100%. Naturally, we thought, oh, finally, the end of Roman Reigns, we can, like, like AJ Styles, he's definitely a bigger star than him, right? right. Like, well, because it made sense that, okay, if Roman's going to be defending him, maybe at some point he gets eliminated with somebody else and they brawl to the back and right. they hate each other. Uh, people were very excited about this. Right. And he comes in at three. Yep. So that also makes you think, oh, well, they're going to have him prove himself, right. right? Like he's, you know, it's like Ric Flair. He uh-huh. came in at number three. There you, you go. See? Number four is Tyler Breeze. Still there. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Number, <laughs> he's eliminated quickly. Number five, Curtis Axel. Still there. <laughs> Not good. I'm sorry. I like Kurt Hennig. Yeah. I think Joe Hennig is probably a nice guy. But he, he, he trains people in a barn somewhere. I don't know. His WWF run is not very good. No, it, it isn't. It really isn't. Uh, Chris Jericho is number six, and he's in for a long time. Yeah, back but, back into the WWF here. Yep. Now, this is when he still has the short hair, obviously. Right. And come on, baby era or whatever. <laughs> I like that. I don't. Come on, baby! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> number seven is Kane, and I'd be lying if I remembered which version of Kane it was. I think it's the Dickies Pants version. It's, not, it's corporate, you think? Uh, it's probably corporate. Hey, Dickie. It's actually the regular cane, the big red machine, which reminds me, I need to go charge my dildo. Number eight is Goldust, perpetually there. Yeah. But but everyone's kind of fine with him. He's one of the rare people who could wrestle until the day he dies and nobody cares. Like yeah, he's fine. It, like, I don't know why. He's, I think because he just still is good. He, right. He's, he's old man good. He's old See, man good. He's kind of like Ricky Steamboat when he came back as a really old man and like he just was amazing. And yeah. people were like, why is he not just still wrestling? Because he's, he's like 60. He's like doing awesome shit. When you got it, you got it, yeah, right? Yeah. Number nine, ugh, Ryback. I have nothing more to say about him. I just really don't like him. Yeah. Uh, number 10. Kofi Kingston. Now, this is New Day era by now. Yeah, and, and I'm sure he did like a handstand on the outside. Yeah, I and, like, forget. Some bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I always liked Kofi. No problem with it. I always liked him. Yeah. Even when he came in and he was like pretend, like fake Jamaican or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I have no issues with Kofi Kingston. I, when he won the WF belt in my presence yeah, I was um, at the WrestleManias, was I was great. very happy about it. It was good. St- it was yeah. really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, number 11, a great man, Titus O'Neil. Yeah. Titus. Love Titus. Yes. Very nice, man. Very good. Speaking of another cool guy. R-Truth. R-Truth. I like him. He's only in a minute, of course. Kane eliminates him quickly. But hey, R-Truth doesn't... He's not there to win Royal Rumbles. He's just there to have fun, man. The only time he was like a champion was in TNA like a long, long time ago. Ron the Truth Killings. Yeah. Number 11. Miss this man, Luke Harper. Oh, man. Brody Lee. He's in for a while. He's good. I like Luke Harper. They always made Luke Harper look strong. Do you ever notice that? Yep. Even back in the day. He was like the second in command in the Wyatts, remember? Yeah, but they, he was kind of like the muscle for them. <laughs> he was like, so good. Bray Wyatt's always like, oh, I'm upside down and my beard's weird. You know, like, <laughs> like yeah, it's true. I've got a rocking chair. We're here. <laughs> Look or, how good I am. Yeah. I have a chair. Yeah. I'm fucking good for you. Rickety, rickety. I'm upside down and my beard's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I know. I always lose. My too. dad's IRS. <laughs> anyway, who's next? <laughs> Stardust. Yeah, Stardust. If you don't know who that is, because uh, you Maybe know what? We're watching. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even blame you. That's <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Yes, that's like, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, who, you know, owner of the AEW. Owner of the AEW, and you know like what? Co-owner I'm, or something. Pretty co. I'm gonna tell you the truth here. The Stardust character is a little doofy, but it's not bad. But Cody. I'm not a giant Cody Rhodes fan, but he did do a great job. This is when I started to see Cody Rhodes as like, this guy, there's something here. Yeah. And he's like dynamic and he can, 
He's like his brother. He can do whatever they give him. He's right? very talented. He's a professional. Yes. Right? It's like, the, maybe there's some future for this kid. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? And the thing about Cody is he was only a few months away from leaving WWE at this point. Yeah, because, He's, you know, I will say this. Before the Stardust character, I really didn't have a high opinion of him. Remember when he debuted and he was just like, hi, and Bob Holly had to keep beating yes, him? Yes, the Bob Holly thing. <laughs> what a like, horrible way to like, debut. It's like, you're going to learn from Bob Holly why. Like, he's a loser. Uh, he's the sparky fucking plug. Are we serious over here? <laughs> Number 15. Big show. <laughs> of course. He's not even in long in this one. Good. <laughs> Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, he says. He comes in soon. Yeah. Uh, 16 is Neville. Remember when he was there? Yeah, Neville. <laughs> Pac. Yeah, Pac. What is it? He Is he Pac now? I don't even yes. know. He's pa- he's yeah. very pack. Uh, he, he he didn't he never mattered in WWF. No talented guy though. Uh, number seventeen is Braun Strowman. Bronny Strowman. Now Braun Strowman, I actually hated him at first when he was in the Wyatts, and I think he his is during this period was of time. Tiny or whatever. He had like baby face or something, right? But then many years after this. I yes. remember, like, when he started, like, turnover ambulances and shit, and I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. Like, they made him different, right? They made him different, and, like, all of a sudden, that it, by the time he tagged him with Nicholas and had the greatest moment Stop ever, it. Don't it, bring he, that. we he, don't need to do that. I, he, he will endlessly be one of my favorites. Because at first he was just like, here's an extra Wyatt family member, and you're like, right. why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't then, this over yet? Yeah. <laughs> and this is that era. Yeah. Uh, so he's in for a bit, he gets a few eliminations. Number 18. Very talented guy, a lot of respect for him, and the man that hit into your balls at ROH, Kevin yeah, Owens. I, I've been personally injured by this man, um, but I will respect his wrestling ability. Now, is that m- mustache lawyer guy, does he cover personal injuries like this? Mustache lawyer guy? You know the one like, have you been injured in a fall, a oh, car crash, you slip on an egg in a yeah. deli? You may be entitled to a large cash award, you may be entitled to nothing. I you don't know. on a piece of salami. Kevin Owens, you owe me $5 <laughs> for ice or something. For I don't ice. know. Dean Ambrose is number 19. Yeah. Yeah. So he's but, in for a long time. We'll get to him. I like he, He's Dean a big Ambrose. part of this because the, we're in the Shield times now. Like, we're like yeah, we're post-Shield. Post-Shield, but like, were they all three of them matter or whatever? Yeah. And this is like after the catch-up and the exploding monitors era, but he's still that version. Remember? Yeah. He's very fast lane era. <laughs> Remember? The, don't worry, because remember he would get like a title shot soon. At fast lane, at the first fast lane, the Great. historic fast lane. Great show. Yeah. Uh, number twenty is Sami Zayn coming in from NXT. Yep, the NXT rep, the NXT uh, entry here. This is a primary example of how they would just anybody that came from NXT they'd somehow fuck it up every time. <laughs> well, like remember I, the one reason I had I I was very excited for the AJ Styles is because he wasn't going to NXT. I was already realizing it that, that once they go to NXT, it's that they might as well just leave. Yeah, I know because like, they'll, they'll come in and they'll be treated like junk. Hey, but he's had a long run, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. I'll give him that. Number twenty one, Eric Rowan, who's the other Wyatt. He's like you know how there's the three tenors, you know Pavarotti, Placido, <laughs> Domingo, and then yeah, the other guy. Mm-hmm. Eric Rowan is the other guy. <laughs> yeah, Eric Rowan's very. Does he even does he even have a job anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he is. And what tr- happened to him? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> that that's a guy. Like when you think about the mid two thousand, you say, whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, like that Eric Rowan. Who cares? Number twenty two, Mark Henry. Marcus Henry. He's barely in for long, mm-hmm. uh, but I like Mark Henry. I love him. Number twenty three, Brock Lesnar. So now so, you have the first. Well, maybe not the first because Owens, Ambrose is a few credible threats. AJ. Mm-hmm. But Brock is like, okay, he could win. Right. You know what I mean? Perhaps I spoke too soon! The Beast Incarnate! 
this was interesting because I was like, okay, Brock Lesnar's in this, right? Yep. Well, Roman Reigns is fucked, right? right? Like, right. Brock Lesnar doesn't lose dick. Like, he, he's the fucking entity of WWF. Right. Like, like, nothing touches him, right? Except the Wyatts who eliminate him. Yeah, what's this now? Okay, so, and it's not even where Bray's not even involved. It's just all the big people from the Wyatt. Yeah, like, the big Wyatt. This is this is the. By the way, we're in that era where it's all just big guys. In That's the, good. Yeah, it's weird. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, number twenty four is Jack Thwagger. He's in mm-hmm. for fifteen seconds. Yeah, that's about well, right for him. Well, he's eliminated by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> number twenty five, the Miz. Dumb Miz. I'm fine with him always. The Miz, legendary figure. He's good. Good Morning America host or whatever he is. I don't mind him. I agree with you. I think I take the second to say I love the Miz like a lot. I have no problem with him. I I, really don't mind him. I would like to meet him. He's a nice man and he's cool. He seems like like a good guy. Yeah. Regular guy. He's generally good. Yeah. And he's good in the ring. He tries. Believe it or not. He tries, right? I mean, he's not a jerk. that, That is the thing that gets overlooked with the Miz is that he's a good wrestler. He's okay. Number 26, Alberto Del Rio. Great man. You know everything we just said about the Miz. Yeah, it he, does not apply to Delray. Opposite land. He's yes. bizarro version. <laughs> Horrible. I know. I don't like him. Twenty-seven Bray Wyatt. Yeah, my dad's IRS. Yeah. Twenty-eight. Hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler, and I should be the world champion forever, according to the internet. I'm the best wrestler ever because I can do moves. Number twenty-nine. Please leave Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> he still works there, doesn't he? I don't he? care. To this day, doesn't while we're matter. doing this podcast, he's getting a paycheck. I mean, it's not like he's bad. It's just that some people just aren't going to be the top star of a company. I'm just saying some people just need to go at some point. <laughs> to me, Dolph Ziggler is not, he's not like a Hall of Famer, or like somebody they should be like no. keeping around for decades. He's like, fine. He's yeah. another, like a good hand. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know about that. Okay. Number 29, a good hand, Seamus. Yes, very good hand. <laughs> I'm serious, I like fella. Guy. Yeah. And then, okay. Okay, big surprise. Who's number 30, right? Big surprise. <laughs> Triple H. Oh, my God! So this was kept, right? They didn't say this. This was a big surprise at the end. I remember this. Yes, this was kept. But yeah. one thing needs to be mentioned here, okay? And this is part of why this is a little bit of a doofus booking. There's a point in this match where the League of Nations takes out Roman Reigns and he's not even in the fucking ring for like a half hour. Right. They and, like they fight him to the back or some shit, right? And then he comes back. So this isn't like some Roman Reigns all-star performance yeah, here. Yeah, this was a bizarre choice because wouldn't you want Roman to look strong the whole right. Royal Rumble? Instead, right. they're like, oh, he's got to fight him in the backstage or something. Went under the ropes, you know, that, yeah. that trick. So he's gone for like half the match. It's like, wow, great. Why what would a you, waste of this. Just strange, right? Because this is your point where you could make Roman Reigns look like a big hero. Right. Right? And instead, they fuck it up again. Yep. How the hell do they keep screwing this up, Joe? They really just, they goofed it up. Yeah. So it comes down to not Triple H and Roman Reigns. Triple H gets, he eliminates Roman earlier. Yeah. It comes down to Triple H and Dean Ambrose as the final two. Right. Which is what leads to fast, fast cars or whatever. Fast cars. Yeah. And Triple H wins and is now in 2016 your world champion. I was so listen, I know he's a heel. I no, get no, I get it. it. I get it. But this was this was a little much even for me. I, I was like, okay, like are we Are we are really we doing fucking this? Fucking kidding here. You know what does my, he really need this? You know what my main problem is? Not only do fans not really care about Roman and Roman will go on to beat him at WrestleMania for the title, right? Mm-hmm. 
they're having a hard time getting Roman over, over as a face as it is. But what does it say about the rest of your roster when Triple H has to be the one to come in and be your heel? It just shows where their priorities were. Well, Instead of building another heel. People know who he is. And that, that's really, so. that's probably all they saw on paper. Yeah. But also, they know who uh, fucking Brock Lesnar is. That's what I mean. There's like, other people. Yeah. It's like they have no, that's a good roster that I read off. Yeah, it's not, not that bad. bad. I mean, a lot of them are still developing though, right? Yes, but there's still a handful of really credible people in yeah, there. Yeah, Chris Jericho around. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they really <laughs> needed, like, if their concern was, we need a name, right? Yeah. AJ Styles. Brock Lesnar, uh, like you Jericho. said. I'm just, I'm just naming people that are like known. Don't right? bring up Kane though. Like, wasn't hadn't Kevin Owens been the champion by this point too? I don't know if he had been yet. It was soon though. Yeah, but Owens was somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's people. Yeah, but they went with that. Sheamus even Seamus. he had just been the world champion. Yeah, but then why have him win it back? I know. I'm just saying. I hate when they do that. Anyway, I don't hate this Royal Rumble. I just don't think it was. It was just a bad time for them in terms of what they were doing with Roman. I don't and hate once it, again, though. especially so close to the Daniel Bryan um, kerfluffle. Kerfluffle. To give yes. it to Triple H was really just insulting at that point. It was like, are we anybody else? Please, I beg you. And it's not like when when Roman won it at WrestleMania that people were happy. No, that's the problem. It's just we. I know what they were going for. It, it just didn't work. Yeah, they were going for the authority again, yeah, like, and then, right? This shit, and then the, the same old crap, and the hero My triumphs. Husband, yeah, like is good, but it didn't. It just wasn't what people wanted at Not that time at all. All right, well, why don't we now find out what drew number four? <laughs> we cannot escape this era. Royal Rumble 2015. I will say, okay, let me give credit to the the pickers here, the people who vote. Yeah. These three Royal Rumbles in succession were notoriously bad. Yeah. Like, this was like a bad string. Like, I remember by 2017 when the, these three were over, I was like, I had no hope for the Royal Rumble. I was like, they found a way to ruin the Royal Rumble. <laughs> but they like, got good again. There were some yeah, good ones after yeah, these. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's like, I was like, I didn't think it was fucking possible, <laughs> but they found a way to ruin the Royal Rumble consistently right. every year, mainly because of Roman Reigns. Yeah, and well, their and their stubbornness about him. Yeah. So Royal Rumble 2015, let's do let's make this background very easy. This is the sequel to the year before. I'm yeah. serious. It really is, right? <laughs> so how do we make it shittier? How do we make it worse? Yeah. So background real quick. Daniel Bryan, as we know, they, they fell backwards into him winning the world title at WrestleMania 30. So good. Everyone yep. was happy. Best WrestleMania in years. They booked him shittily for two months and he was fighting Kane and Pants and all yeah. that. And then he gets injured. Right. And then he comes back at the tail end of 14 and everyone's yes, like okay. literally. Yes. And now and we go into this one like, okay, finally the fans can get some fucking vengeance. Right. Daniel Bryan can win the damn Royal Rumble. Right. And then, now we're going to get it right. Like <laughs> they get it now. Yeah. Right. They, they proved it to us at WrestleMania 30. There's only one problem. They still want Roman Reigns to be their top but guy. But we don't want that. We, they don't care. We, we said Daniel Bryan. doesn't matter. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we, we, like, no. we picked the winners here. They're like, we don't need Roman Reigns, trust us. We trust don't, us. We don't like him. <laughs> we like Dean Ambrose and the other and Seth. Right. We, we don't want that guy. We want them. So heading into Royal Rumble 2015, hey, Daniel Bryan's in it and we know he's in it. So, okay, we know he's in it this time. <laughs> they had to like confirm it, yeah. right? They're like, we promise Daniel Bryan is in he's the Royal in Rumble. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So that's what's going on here. Now, can I say this? Yeah, because, say. again, we don't like to talk about the undercard, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's not right? the point of the segment. But, 
this Royal Rumble has like one of the last great Royal Rumble undercard matches ever. Triple threat. The triple threat between Brock Lesnar, the champion, Seth Rollins with Jamie Nobleboy and Joey Don't Mercury, bring them up. The, the the friends or whatever, yeah, the friends, and, and and John Jonathan Cena, big match John baby, big match John is back. And this he is wants, really good. He wants his fucking title back. Damn it! Isn't this the one more King's like Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a point in this match where somebody I don't I think it's even might be Brock. I'm not no it's yeah, Seth or something. Somebody does like a fucking shooting star press off the top rope into the audience practically and like lands on both of them like onto a table and like everyone is just out they break a table all this shit and King's like Jesus like (laughs) it's it's amazing like the whole match is incredible Rollins literally bounced off Lester as the table crashed to the floor And then they have to have their fucking Royal Rumble. Yep. Like and, and like it's like these guys just stole the stole the damn show. Great match. This is like one of the best matches they had in years. It's really good. It's unbelievably good. So this Royal Rumble, uh, if you remember, fourteen was held in Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh, the Enema right. area. Right. Royal Rumble 2015 was held in Pennsylvania as well, but this time in Philly. A, a very friendly crowd, obviously, uh, historically. Well, well always, <laughs> they are lovers of Roman Reigns. They are just yeah. huge They're Roman t- Reigns supporters. Always have been, always will be. Back in the ECW days when Roman was uh-huh. a baby, they were like, we want Roman Reigns, right? They're very tolerant of babyface booking. Yeah. They really love the company line and, and following along always, with it. Always, right? They're not cynical. Everyone just has signs to say, we love WF. Yeah. Like, just, we love <laughs> it so much noted stronghold for the wwf baby faces yeah. philadelphia yeah so with that in don't mind don't you just love it don't you just <laughs> love it why wasn't dick graham at yeah this? wwf don't you just love it <laughs> let's run it down here at number one the miz all right fine number two our truth again oh making another appearance well before yeah this is this is past he went into the yeah. time machine <laughs> to come into this one number three making his return or surprise legends appear i don't fucking care well okay this one makes sense because philadelphia oh it's right? fine yeah this one's good welcome home to philly <laughs> you've got to be kidding me Bubba Dudley. so bubba ray dudley uh number four luke harper we like him okay wyatt's wyatt's number five bray wyatt we don't like him Number six, good lord, how are the Wyatts in here in a row? Eric Rowan. Because they remember they, they went like three years for this shit. <sighs> Number seven, why the boogeyman? Okay. Is that a legend? Well, kind of. Like, <laughs> so the boogeyman to me is like the perfect example. You know what the boogeyman is? What? And, uh, maybe some people will agree with me here. He became fucking gobbledygooker. Basically, the the absolutely yeah. like failed thing that they kind of like made f- like a joke out of. Essentially, it was like, ha ha, boogeyman. Right. It's like right. so stupid. Yep. And I honestly, over the years, when he makes an appearance, I can't help but like it's have a fine, smile right? on my face because it's it is like I'm glad that they acknowledge that it was shit. Oh, they and knew. I think it's just funny at this point. Isn't, right. Isn't he like 60 or something? I don't care. He's very old. You, again perfect you can't tell he's got this weird face paint on you would never know that that man's 60 that's a good point yeah number eight is sin cara do you like him no never <laughs> i've never liked sin cara. this guy i don't know how they kept him employed for way too long now i just want to mention folks bray wyatt threw throws out a lot of people here in under a minute Eric Rowan, <laughs> well they're trying to make him good boogeyman and sin cara 
And the next guy, number nine, Zack Ryder. Oh, man. Remember him? Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. He goes out in 30 seconds because of Bray Wyatt. Okay. Right. Number 10, Daniel Bryan. Oh, boy! Okay, so the Daniel Bryan comes in. Yes. And we're all like, yes, okay, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. This is going to be fucking awesome. 10, we get like 20 people that he can just eviscerate. Just get them all out. Right. He's going to be the best thing ever. Yeah. And, and he's going to win at WrestleMania. Yep. And, and he is the best and everyone stinks. And <laughs> Daniel Bryan is good. Yep. Right. That's definitely what's going to happen. Right? Iron Man performance here. Yeah. He's in at number 10. Of course, he'll make it till the end. Right. Number 11, Fandango, whatever. Okay. Number 12, Tyson Kidd, Mr. Neidhart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Neidhart. <laughs> Mr. Neidhart. I'm yeah. sorry. That's not nice. But really, Natty's husband. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that, didn't that used to be a chant or something? Natty's, Natty's husband. Not Mr. Neidhart. They yeah. should have called him Mr. That would have been good. I know. Tyson the Anvil Neidhart. <laughs> He's actually Tyson Neidhart. He's actually fine, but isn't he always injured or something? He just was or did like, he get like a bad injury? I can't remember. I just remember him more like everyone was like he's a good teacher. Like that. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Well, he they could have made him like Dean Douglas too. Don't. Uh, I think he had a career-ending injury, right? Like a long time ago, like right after this. No, in he, 15. He yeah, came back a lot of times though. Not full time. Like it was one of those long road to recovery situations. Yeah. He eventually came back. Seems like a good guy though. Yeah, in all seriousness. very nice man. 13, Stardust. We already talked about him. Lovely. 14, we get a legend here, Quinn. Who is it? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page. There you go. Trying to get myself back in the ring as quickly as possible. Or hide under. Yo, it's me. Hey! It's me. It's D.D. number 14? Diamond Dallas. Making a WWF appearance in 2015. That was kind of cool. I don't mind it. I mean, right. Again, I do and I don't. A yeah. lot of times I don't like when it's like, hey, look who's here. And then they just stink anyway. To but be whatever. honest with you, this felt more like um, like an apology for like we fucked up for pushing him wrong. And like <laughs> here he is. And he's Diamond Dallas Page, the good kind. Yeah, he like, is the regular kind here, yeah, right? The regular Not, not the smiley stalker version. Motivational speaker. Yeah. Number 15, Rusev. You know how I feel about Rusev. I mm-hmm. love him. This is after he's uh, not Alexander anymore. He's been established yeah. in WWF. Correct. He did the crying accolade in that match with Jack Swagger. Very good. That's where he won my heart. Yeah. Number 16, and he's in a long time. We'll get to that. 16, of course, Goldust. Now, this is very important. When does this happen? Yes, this, okay. this, this moment when okay. the whole thing just <laughs> falls apart, right? Before Goldust comes out, right? Okay. Daniel Bryan's on the apron. You know, he flips over and he's yeah. standing on the apron. Bray Wyatt fats into him. <laughs> I couldn't believe I, First of all, the person, right? Well, because they, of they, their feud, it's right. a callback. But it's dumb. <laughs> like, no one cares about that anymore. <laughs> the, the way that this just casually happens very intentionally right yes so that oh we'll never notice that the only person that we care about in this fucking thing is out of here like i can't believe and, and look at the timing too yes right? because roman reigns has not come in yet correct right and then goldust is number 16 and the thing to appear on the Titan Tron, everyone laughed about this is Shattered Dreams. Shat- yes, this is I remember now. So Shattered Dreams hits, right? And oh whoops, Daniel Bryan's out. So we do the same thing we did the year before. 
Boo, Boo everything. Yeah, so now they with the shattered dreams on the thing, yes. ever, everyone cannot no I one could, no one cares point, now. At this point I could not fathom how they could fuck this up again. I, I, I was this. like how? <laughs> how do you not know? Like now I do want to make mention of something because in case people either weren't watching at the time or maybe they have differing opinions than we do, I understand that. I am not trying to say that 100% of the WWE fans wanted Daniel Bryan to win. I am not trying to say that nobody liked Roman Reigns. What I am trying to say is it felt like the overwhelming majority of people are thinking the way Especially we did. Especially in that crowd. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you, one of you out there, 10 of you out there are like, I didn't like Daniel Bryan. I always liked Roman Reigns. Shrug. Good yeah. for you. We didn't. Yeah. Okay. Because it just, we didn't. Because Sorry. Roman Reigns wasn't likable. I'm not saying that Roman's not a bigger star or a better wrestler, whatever the fuck you want to think. All I'm saying is in 2015, we were sitting there like, how the fuck did they do this again? I couldn't believe it. I okay. And I couldn't believe that it was a casual, like, fat into him. Right. He falls you off remember? The thing. It's like the insulting. Well, the, there's also, if I, if I recall, after he fats him off, there's like a sudden, like, you feel it take a second to wave over the crowd yep. and there's like a muttering like oh, oh, what? But everyone like did they did that just what and then we boo the rest of the and match the, literally yeah, they do it, in the longest because this was midway through you know what i think what i think they thought well if it happens long enough of ago they can't keep booing the whole match right yeah <laughs> and, 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 and this turned into i want to say like 35-ish minutes of booing. Give or take, yeah. It's a long time. That is, and it's like the longest sustained booing I think I've ever seen. They hate everything. Every hates everything single here. thing yeah. that happened, these poor wrestlers that had nothing know, to do with not it too, fault. were practically getting like tomatoes thrown at them, like <laughs> metaphorically, right? right like, yes. like cabbage and shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, it was sad. And like, I can imagine the guys getting eliminated coming to the back and just being almost like mad and being like how the fuck out there how, like, the, how did you fucking make this choice <laughs> like at least eliminate him at the end right, right. What, are, what are you dumb <laughs> now we have to go out there into this death clamp it of is, like booze it is, like, you, know, you know what I mean Goldust enters at number 16 everyone that comes out now pretty much gets booed I'm gonna run it down number 17 Kofi no one cares Is Kobe Kingston. Number 18, Adam Rose. Nobody cares to begin with. At number 18, Adam Rose enters his first Royal Rumble match. Oh, wait a minute. Nobody cares part two because he's in there for eight seconds. Now, Roman Reigns comes out. 19. To, and everyone knows why Daniel Bryan was eliminated Correct. at that point. And they, the writing was they, on the wall. They, they are like furious at this man now like, is it roman reigns fault no it's not like he did anything wrong but they see what they what they've done the right. crowd has caught on yes. to what they what they were pulling here right, right? Correct. and they let him have it Even though the man himself, he did nothing wrong. Right. But the fans just don't want him. They just right. don't want him. They want the other guy. That's all it is. Yeah. Number 20, Big E. 
Biggie. Boo. Boo. 21 Damien Mizdow. Boo. Remember that era? Yeah, but people like that, but they still booed it because <laughs> they were like, what the fuck is this shit? 18 seconds. And now this is what starts to happen. This is a cascade is- failure is what it is. Jack Flagger. No one cares. Boo. 23 Ryback. Fuck him. Boo. 24 Corporate Kane. Extra boo. 25 Dean Ambrose. Boo. <laughs> 26 Titus O'Neil. Boo, this sucks. I hate this. Four seconds he's in, yeah. by the way. Ambrose notice and Reigns people, Notice the eliminations are getting really... Everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, we, need to, we need to leave town. Yes. We need to leave. 27 Bad News Bear, who I love. Yeah, boo, I love but, him. But, but boo. boo. 28 Cesaro, who I also love. We love him, but this sucks. 29 is Big Show. Okay. And 30 is... Of course it is. The big hope here. Uh, yeah. Dolph Ziggler. How yeah, great. What happens now, and you and I remember this, is Big Show and Kane, who both work for the Authority, and oh, are both this, old, yes. old fucking wrestlers that yeah. shouldn't be on TV anymore, in my opinion, at this point. Right. They toss out a ton of people. Kane and Big Show are the only ones standing. Swagger. Ryback. Ambrose. Doesn't this at some point get some really bad backlash? Yeah. Like I remember I remember people saying, like, is this like a middle, like more of a middle finger to us? Like, let's send out the old people to like dominate. They get rid of Bray Wyatt, who was in for like 45 minutes. Yeah, who also committed the horrible act of eliminating right. Daniel Bryan that set this off. WWE fans, of course, not happy with the elimination of the the likes of Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler here tonight after the absolute dominance here in the last few minutes by Big Show and Kane. And Quinn, we need to talk about one specific thing from this. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. So, folks, in case you don't remember, so it's Roman and a Big Show and Kane, blah, 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 at the big yep, insult. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, horrible. Throwing people out like So garbage. annoying. And then, to really spice things up, we get the, if you smell, and everyone's like, what? Okay, right? good. Somebody we like is in this. <laughs> yeah, but of course, he fights off Big Show and Kane. Remember, he does like the big hand raise of Roman. And it's ev- horrible. And ev- what, why did they think that would work? Like, he's like, hey, he's my brother, stepbrother, or whatever. Like, and th- this is why you should root for him. He's my son. Yeah. And, and everyone's kind of like still booing Roman. If you remember The Rock. It was all sad. <laughs> yeah, but, The Rock's like, all sad. I have never seen The Rock get booed. Like after like, like oh five or whatever. Right after like you know he left or whatever. Yeah, I haven't either. So, folks, this that's just another thing that adds to the embarrassment here with the whole Roman Reigns experiment. It's is such a piece of crap. The Rock yeah. coming in. Wouldn't you know it? Roman Reigns is able to get rid of Big Show and Kane. However, who was there hiding? Because they love to do this stupid fucking spot all the time. Rusev. So now he is in the position of the hope that Roman was the year before. Yes. Where Roman was the hope. Yeah. Against the guy that nobody wanted to win. Now it's Rusev. This, this felt like a safe hope because we knew, oh, they'll never push him. Right. right? It's like because they, of course they won't. Yes. Like, it's like because he's actually good. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And what happens here is the same shit as the year before is a little reversal thingy and then Roman throws him over. Roman wins. No one's happy. And for the second year in a row, mm-hmm. the fans are very, very upset with the Royal Rumble. Uh, it gets a very negative reaction. Yet again, 
You have got to be freaking kidding me. WWE, you seriously did it again? You really had Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble? I think it was amplified because of the year before. Yes. This felt like they were like egging us on or something. Right. Like this was like a, a like a stab in the heart, like like a stab in the heart as like a revenge from the WWE almost. Like as if oh you got away with telling us what to do last year at <laughs> WrestleMania 30. Oh you liked WrestleMania 30? Well you're gonna fucking hate WrestleMania 31 because fuck you. <laughs> like yeah, like you know what I mean? Like this, this I remember the articles after this like even from the mainstream, like, Sports Illustrated, like, does WWE hate their audience? Like, this like this, this felt like the Empire Strikes Back or something. Like, it was just, like, mean-spirited, like, how it was executed, right? I, I This was really, like, I was like, I can't believe, like, do, why, do they hate us? Are they, is this actually revenge for, like, us finally getting what we wanted? I do know, quick epilogue on this one before we rank. Roman did fight Daniel Bryan at Fast Cars. Yeah. With, for the title shot on yeah, the line. Yeah, and of course Daniel Bryan lost. Oh, yeah, but they did that, I guess, to at least acknowledge, hey, fans like Daniel Bryan. Let's Didn't give Daniel Bryan do hope. the thing where he like was like, he's good or yes. whatever, just, and, and yes. everyone knew it was horse shit? doesn't work. This isn't 1986. Yeah. Like, I don't, what do they think? It's not like Daniel Bryan's Hulk, and he's like, he's good, brother, yeah. or whatever. Like, But what really bugs me is that it was either shit or get off the pot with Roman at WrestleMania 31, and they didn't shit. They yeah. didn't have him win the title after all this, so it was worth nothing. They got cold feet after this horse shit. That's why it's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to go, at least go all the way. Yeah, at least give it to him, right? Right, but instead, Brock retained and the people cheered. Yeah, and, then, and Seth Rollins came out, if I'm not it's mistaken, like right? It's like they caved, but to their own detriment, because then they had to fucking do it over again yeah. in 2016, where none of us wanted to see... We were done with that shit. Right. And if I recall, after 2016 or something like that, that's when they like did the weird D-push of Roman Reigns, where he was like only U.S. Yeah, and everyone was okay with it. Yeah. It, they were, because they're like, we just wanted that first. Yeah, don't... we No. <laughs> So, it was a lot of factors in this timing. Daniel Bryan, again, expectation. It's an awful period of fucking time. It that, really that, is. That started so hopeful. It really is a bad period of time. It just, yeah. it, it was frustrating. Three so. Royal Rumbles in a row. Yeah. Okay, you want to rank them? Let's rank them. This won't be that hard. 2014 is number one. Um, I think that's 95 still is number two. the worst because that triggered everything. Well, let's start with 2016, mm -hmm. right? I actually think, Quinn, that 2016 is the best one so far. I'll agree with you there as far as like execution, weirdly, yeah. even though I don't love it. Here's the reason why. I hate the ending. Well, Triple H winning, yeah, but again, it's the heel winning, so I get it. But here's the thing, right? At least 16 has a novel concept. Yes. It does. Rumble's decent. The Rumble match, yeah, is pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, the roster, hell of a lot better than 95, and the ending and the overall booking, a lot better than 14. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's great. And I get why it made the worst list, 16, because, again, it's like Triple H winning it, really, and Roman's defending it, but then he leaves for a half hour. Yeah. But it's got the debut of AJ Styles. It's got some good stuff from what I remember. I remember not hating this Rumble. The AJ Styles thing was very nice. Really good, right? Yeah, and he was in for a long time. He was in for a long time. Good bunch of names. Brock is in it. There's some good people. 
Uh, it's definitely better than 95, despite Sean's performance. I'm sorry, right. but 95 is a lot of, you know, well done and Jacob and Eli Blue. Dick and, Murdoch. Yeah, Dick Murdoch. Rick Martell coming back. It's weird. <laughs> they had nobody. Yeah. So we're okay with putting 16 That's at the bottom fine. right now? That's fine. Okay. But this fucking piece of shit, 2015, I hate this thing. I I'm hate a, it a lot. I'm going to go out on a limb. I actually think it's the worst one because of the match itself is really bad. Mm-hmm. It's worse than 14's match. My only argument for 14 is it's the cause of all this. Yeah, I know like, that. You know what I mean? I know that. The one thing that they did, right? Maybe this was smart. I don't I don't fucking know. They knew they would piss us off, so they did it early. They shit their pants early. But basically. It, was bad. it was worse to do it that way. Well, I, I see the um, at least attempt. I see the attempt. <laughs> but it ended up backfiring probably. Maybe you're right. Maybe it backfired even worse. Yes. I've never seen a sustained, like, hate for something for so long yeah like i i don't think i've ever that would be like rick flair doing a 30 minute match where the whole match got booed it was ridiculous people just were very fed up in philadelphia this was like getting stuck in the worst possible position if yep. you're the booking right yep, yep. was that you didn't you you designed this in such a way where you thought oh, they'll get over it in three minutes right and they didn't and the fact and that- like they, they they just didn't and now now you have 50% of your Royal Rumble roster, whether they're heel or face, getting booed. Yeah. And I know Big Show and Kane throwing everybody out like garbage is a heel booking thing. Like it is. It's not like, you know what I mean? But it became like a metaphor yeah, for right. like what this represented to the fan base, right? Yes, it did. And the reason it didn't work, right? You would think, well, of course, they're being heels. They're going to throw. Fine. I get that. There was literally one point where Big Show picked up somebody like a piece of garbage and dropped him outside. Here's the thing, right? This works if they're cheering the winner of the Rumble that eliminates them, but they're not. Yeah. That's why it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, great heel work, but they're booing the baby face, too. Yeah. So it's not good heel work. Stupid idea. Wait, I'm confused. Was this stupid? This was stupid. <laughs> this is one of the greatest like follies ever. It's worse than 14 because 14, they were just ignorant in 14. And they're at like, least they correct. Uh, right. 14. They're like, oh, they'll like, but it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, people like Batista. They remember him. We didn't say Daniel Bryan's in the Royal Rumble. At least Batista was an actual star. Yeah, to he be was. Fair I know. To him. I think 15's worse because I think they had a chance to do something different and they were just very steadfast. Or just do, do give us like the, the revenge, like Daniel Bryan, okay, you know? Yeah, or at least he's in until the end. Yeah. And somebody else eliminates him and you hate that person. Not the Bray White fat butts into him <laughs> yeah. like accidentally or something. Like, I don't even remember. It was just dumb. It was it was a bad choice. It made him look like crap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, Daniel Bryan, that's how you get eliminated? Now, again, folks, I don't run a um, billion dollar enterprise. I don't have any sense of how to do that. I'm just, I'm just a fan. But I do know that during this period of time, most people did not want Roman Reigns to win this Royal Rumble. Going into it. Yes. They wanted someone else, whether it was Daniel Bryan or maybe anyone else. Yeah, anyone else. But it was Roman. And again, I can even accept that if they had followed through at WrestleMania, but they didn't. Yeah. It was just a bizarre... They fucked... For like three years, they fucked around with him. 
Yeah. Until they finally got it right in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. The booking, I mean. Well, it took turning him heel because yeah. everyone fucking hated him. I mean, he started uh, to know when he came back from, from the leukemia, he was a face. That quit. was good. And, and everyone was legitimately happy to see that. Because that was a legitimate thing. It's a human element. You right. know what I mean? But they were doing him no favors here. They thought they were all clever with this. Like like you said, oh, let's just get Daniel Bryan out early. No one will remember. No one remembers Daniel Bryan, <laughs> right. right? He's a loser. This was like everything coming to a boil of the frustration of like, how the fuck did they bungle Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah, but not only that, how did they do this again is right. the, the main thing, yeah. right? How did they piss us off again? I really do, Quinn. I really do think. I'll, I'll go with you here because I I agree. I think that this is somehow even worse now that I think about it, right? right? It's like, at least it was like kind of an honest mistake in 2014. Like yeah. they really just miscalculated and you realize they realized it. Yeah. But this felt like they were mad at us <laughs> for figuring out that they fucked up in 2014. And it was like, we're really going to stick it to you this time. And like I, that's, yeah. it, it, have you ever like, like at the time, I remember some people saying like, no, they're just trying to entertain. I was like, no, they're not. Everyone knew this. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone who had fucking eyes knew this. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this was stupid. And it was all for naught. Like yeah. I said, it didn't lead to Roman winning the world title, which was the logical conclusion here. Yeah. So that should tell you something. So we're going to lock it in at number Just one. Just lock it in. I yeah. really think it's worse. Good riddance. What a piece of shit. And the match is worse yeah. than 14. It really is. It's slower and it's worse somehow. Well, because there's just a big middle. There's a middle finger to the audience that is so bad yep. that nothing. Nothing's going to save it. There's a void yep. in this match. And it just. the la Remember like how we, how we said all those people came in? That's literally what it felt like. It was like whoever. It didn't matter who the fuck you were. Boo. And people boo. were in for like 10 seconds and stuff. Yeah, like, that's people, not good. Well. I don't blame some because I could tell there was a point in this where everyone was like, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Maybe. Like, maybe. there was guys just casually getting chucked out. Like, know. please get rid of me. I don't yeah. want to be part of this. Yeah, I, I know. Well, folks, thanks for being a part of this. Uh, let us know what you think. You can do that on Twitter. You can shoot us an email or join the group. But the updated rankings for this week, week number two, and number one, 2015. Number two, 2014. Number three, 1995. And number mm -hmm. four, 2016. Not horrible, but I get it. Anyway, folks, that's the rankings. Let us do yours. That's the flush, really. Uh, and you can do that, of course, on Twitter. Shoot us an email. Join the group. But when we come back, we are going down to Florida for NWA Florida Championship Wrestling or Championship Wrestling from Florida. And that'll be coming up right after this. From the many, one will rise. 30 superstars, one monumental task, outlast 29 others, carve your destiny, and for the first time in WWE history, it's one versus all, as WWE World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns must defend his title as the first participant in the Royal Rumble match. WWE Royal Rumble. It's crap! 
Hello, wrestling fans. It's time to shout out our friends of the show now. These are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling, kind of like OVP. Let's start with the best of Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking filthy. We're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast. We're talking about booking the territory where you will get your fix of the NWA each week. And then for a whimsical journey led by one man, Pete Winson, check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF. It might be WCW. It could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the territory and Greetings from Allentown. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here for episode 254. Quinn, we're reviewing something. It's time to review something. Time to review something. Folks, we are taking requests in perpetuity. All you have to do is go to our Facebook group, join it if you haven't yet, and there is a pinned post called Specific Episode Review Request. What you do is you put a link to it if it's on the internet there, just put what the show is on there, and then Richard Land is actually doing the schedule for us. Mm -hmm. He puts it together and tells us what we're reviewing. Yep, we love it. It's all all that happens. Yeah, when Richie's got it all covered. Yep. So this time, what's covered is Championship Wrestling from Florida. This is from January fifth, nineteen eighty five, and it was requested by Steven Zeck, a big friend of the show, big fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Championship Wrestling from Florida, Quinn, is obviously an NWA territory. Yeah, this is a weird one. I feel like we don't watch this one a lot. We don't. We haven't really done a lot of Florida, so I will not pretend to be some kind of expert in it. But what I do know is it was the Eddie Graham promotion Mm -hmm. right in florida obviously tampa area and the biggest star to come out of florida was obviously dusty Rhodes. dusty Rhodes. yep this was his promotion until he signed with crockett in like 83 yeah at the first starcade they make a big fuss about that they're all like dusty Rhodes gonna be with us now right and yeah which is weird even for the nwi they usually wouldn't say somebody was going to be exclusive to a territory but they do at starcade 83 like dusty's in the crowd in a suit yeah he's they're like they're like he's with us now and he's going to be with the with the crockets yep and that's kind of the last few years of florida it closed in 87 the initial version of it we're a bit on the downturn you're going to see some of that here from around i want to say 84 85 to the end of the florida run it wasn't quite the same anymore no, um, because a Dusty's gone now. It was restarted as Florida Championship Wrestling under Mike Graham because they never drew a dime, not a dime, not a dime. Uh, so that did happen, but this is still the original version here. And I just want to mention, just because this is pertinent, Eddie Graham, the promoter who had bought this territory in '61, he actually unfortunately committed suicide only weeks after the show. Oh, that we're really? Watching. Yes. Wow. So that's uh, sad. When that happened, uh. Mike Graham was part owner. A couple of other people. Dusty Rhodes was still one of them. Buddy Colt, who we will see. Oh, uh, that was guy one was of an owner? Yes. Huh. And they eventually merged with Crockett in 1987. So that put an end to the initial run of Championship Wrestling for Florida. But we are in January, the first show of January, 1985. Let's do it, Quinn. It's Championship Wrestling from Florida, January 5th, 85. Yep, NWA time in 85, but from Florida from. this time. Yeah, it's that's very big, from. That's a big, important point. <laughs> yep. This seems late for this area, in my opinion, since Dusty's in Crockett now. But yep. I don't know. Let's see what they got. Let's see what they got. We don't really know what we're getting into, but we do open with credits saying, with your host, Gordon Soley. So I'm already okay with that. Hopefully we get good Gordon on this, not Gordon's film room. <laughs> like I like Gordon, man. I, I just He's mean really... Gordon's film room always like very soured me. Like, that really scarred you on Gordon Soli, didn't like, it? It was a very early like getting to see him because I remember like JR's like here Grinch all the time. And then like the the only thing I really ever saw after that back in the day on like 24-7 was like Gordon's film room. Here's a 
Jack Briscoe. And I was like, why do people <laughs> like this? Like, this is awful. I do like Gordon, though. Yeah. Uh, and Gordon is at the desk welcoming us to Championship Wrestling 85, as he says. Welcome to Championship Wrestling 85. I'm Gordon Soli, your host. With me, of course, is Buddy Colvin. Buddy, uh... And by the way, the audio is awful, so my apologies it's for the drops. lousy. It's I had really to turn bad. up to 100%. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, with Gordon at the desk is Buddy Colt, who is a former wrestler. Quinn, thoughts on like the Formica desk in the background and everything? What do you think? It didn't actually bother me yeah. too much on this one. I, I was I was okay with this studio setup. Yep, pretty this professional. One, this, was not, this is not like really shitty. No, it's not dumpy. Yeah. Buddy Colt says that Gordon has been named... The TV announcer of the year by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Oh, how nice. Yeah, how nice are the aftermags? Yeah. Ah, shit. Don't call them the aftermags. Okay. We're back here where uh, Gordon runs down some goings on in Florida and says we're going to be hearing from the boss man today. Oh, he's, he's already here? Who? 1985? The yeah, boss see, man? I'm thinking I'm like that. Well, no, it's not right. Trailer, obviously. Yeah. So. And we're going to hear from the boss man today. That's right. The boss man. The whole time they keep saying the boss man, well, he the boss was, man. I think Ray Trailer was just starting to wrestle. And he was, but he wasn't the boss man. Yeah, that's for sure. Is Andre going to be here? Who knows? We'll see. But first, Mark and Jay Youngblood are here, the new U.S. Tag Team Champions. Oh, so that means they don't matter. <laughs> U.S. Tag Team Champions. Yeah, that's not a good title to have. Well, I still don't get why that existed. Like, I hate it. You don't like the excess of titles, right? I don't like the secondary tag team titles, especially. Yeah, I don't know. I can see a case for like U.S. or Intercontinental Champion, but sure. I can't see a case for a second tag team championship. Even WCW had them for a while, remember? Yeah. Late 80s, early I know. 80s. It's yeah. totally should never have happened. <laughs> They're the worst titles. So the Youngbloods wander over to the desk. They mumble awkwardly. Thank you, congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you very much. For, you know, first of all, I'd like to thank, thank everybody for the support they've given Mark and I. But they're happy to have defeated the Russians, they say. That's very nice. And they say they're going to be good champions, Quinn. With meaningless belts. <laughs> Gordon then shoes them away. Okay, thank you. And we throw to a pre-recorded promo from the Cuban Connection, which is Crusher Khrushchev and Jim Neidhart. Are any of these people Cuban? No. What? <laughs> Maybe because the, they're connected to Cuba? I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. Is it the, is it the guy in the mask behind them? Is no, that that's, yeah, by the way, he's called The Saint, and he looks like he has a head bandage on. His mask is terrible. Yeah. Barry Darso, obviously Crusher Khrushchev, he's fantastic here. Neidhart, by the way, very close to his WWF yeah. run. Also, very close. Also cu noted Cuban. Yeah, Jim noted Neidhart. Cuban, Jim Neidhart. What, what is this name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a enough. A Russian guy and a Canadian guy. Yeah. Well, and then Barry Darso isn't even Russian, no. so, which makes it dumber. Jim Neidhart's not even Canadian. He's from the U.S. Oh, he is? Reno, remember? Oh, that's right. I always confuse that. <laughs> Reno. Yeah. That's right, hell! I'm sick and tired ever since you and Michael Hayes came in here. You screwed up everything. You know, I can't everything, take it no more. Everything was going along beautifully. We're the champs. Nobody can beat us. And anyway, they bitch about Michael Hayes and Dutch Mantel. And holding the mic for them is the Saint. Again, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's not anyone that we would know. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, very good standard heel promo from these two pros. Nothing wrong with this. No, it was pretty good. Pretty good. We go back to the desk where Michael Hayes is there with Gordon Soley. So I guess he's face in Seems this territory. Like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it was hard to keep track of the, them. The, the Freebirds in general, they're, they're like, sometimes they're face, sometimes yeah. they're heel. Like, I, I'm never, it's so confusing. And it's all within a short period of time, yes. too. It's like from like 82 to 85, they're like all all over the fucking place. That's correct. Uh, so Hayes calls out that Cuban connection and says, you know, I'm just like rock and roll, baby. I'm here to stay. Unless Andre the Giant fires him, maybe. Yeah, it might happen. <laughs> You're fired. I don't like you. 
Last week, Hayes and Buddy Roberts were out late. Buddy was out later, though, so he's not here yet. Very 80s, by the way. (laughs) It is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, And then Hayes wishes everyone a happy new year and leaves. Gordon laughs because he's okay with drunken fun, I suppose. (laughs) He would know. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I see what happened there. Like, it's like that kind of situation. I've got a bottle of brown liquor under the desk here, buddy. Anyway. He could have almost literally just give the nudge, like, (laughs) jolly to, like, Michael Hayes. I know a thing or two about that type of lifestyle. Yeah. Gordon throws us up to a ringside where Randy Barber is in the ring, and he has crappy tights. He's taking on Pistol Pez Watley. Bill Alfonso Quinn is the referee. His hair is very proud here. (laughs) Very proud. Bill Alfonso here. I like him. Watley dominates to start with a body slam and some dancing. And the announcers act like Barber is something. He looks like an accountant in tights. Like, come on. Shout out to Peter Koska. Yeah, yeah he does, though. He does not going to win this. I don't know what they're going now. for here. <laughs> Buddy Cole. Like, you know what the thing <laughs> is, too, is like, Pez was like a jobber forever. Yeah, also. But sometimes he had a push. But the funny part is that you can like just tell even Pez is a bigger deal than this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Buddy Colt is with Gordon, obviously, and he's a bit awkward on the mic, but he does have a good voice. Well, Randy Barber, of course, is a greatly improved wrestler. Uh, he's been around for several years now. Right now, he's uh, perhaps charging a little bit too fast against a man like Crystal Pez Watley. Mm-hmm. Lock up on the ropes, roll around, back to the corner, Barber. A few punches, Watley swings, backdrops him. Snapmare by Watley, nice gut wrench, which is called a side salto by Buddy, which is fine with me. I don't know what that is. Doesn't matter. Foot on the ropes by Barber. Uh, Watley gives a clean break. We get a circle lock up, wrist lock into an arm ringer by Watley. Now, this irks me here. Buddy Colt is also calling play by play, which is egregious when you're sitting next to Gordon Soley. It's one thing when Gene does it when he's with Vince, fine, because Vince isn't that great. But when you're sitting next to Gordon Soley and you're also calling the moves, it's bad. Anyway, take them by Watley and Barber falls into the corner. This guy looks like such a slob, this barber. <laughs> he does. He's had issues with him. He looks like he could just be a barber. Yeah. Uh, well, he doesn't up. have any hair. Well, he's, he's a good balding. barber. We didn't even say that. <laughs> it's true. Back up in a lockup, Barber with some punches rammed to the buckle, but Pistol Pez dances around, fires back with a big headbutt, Irish whip by the pistol, flying clothesline, and it's all over. That was brisk. Not bad. Yeah, pistol with the wind. Go to break and we come back with Bad Street USA blaring. Sounding like shit because 80s. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's all like messed up. It's all set. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyway, Michael Hayes enters the ring in jeans. His opponent in the ring is Jose Medina. Yeah, he came in in the jeans. So I was, yes. I was confused. Is he cutting a promo? And then there's like some guy in there. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> so Medina now gets all bold, attacks from behind, but Hayes kicks the shit out of him and lands a double axe. Gordon says that Michael Hayes is in his street clothes because Buddy Roberts has Hayes' gear, which I like that touch. I, I liked it too. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? A bulldog by Hayes and this match is over. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was like he did like one move to this guy and like just beat him. Michael Hayes is like, you know how we always get on Jesse Ventura's case for being a bad wrestler, but everything else he's good at? Hayes is not a horrible wrestler, but he is just very good at masking that he's not a great wrestler. Yeah, he's very middling. Yeah. I, I'd put it. He See, Michael Hayes is a weird thing, right? Because he's he's very good at, he's got the good look. He's great he, we, on We talk about the three things, right? He's got yep. the good look. He's got good promos. His wrestling, I can't say it's horrible. No, it's not. I can't say it's good. It's just middling. It's serviceable. So, He's like, to me, a step above Jesse the body. In the ring, definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Great talker. Michael mm-hmm. has a great look. But suddenly, after this win, Neidhart, the Crusher, and the Saint run out to attack Hayes. They have scissors. 
probably to cut Hayes's hair. Mm-hmm. They should have asked Randy Barber to do it. Yeah, it's true. Thank you. Uh, the young bloods then quick, well, as quick as they can drag themselves out there. They make the save and help Hayes up. Young bloods looking particularly fat, by the way. Here, did you notice that they both had like bellies? They're both built like Jewel Strongbow. Yeah, they're. I. They're, I it's not a compliment. So, okay, I was gonna ask this. Is no one of them jewels? No, like because holy shit, they look like jewels. Jules like clones or something <laughs> like not. it's like very strange and that's not a good thing if you've yeah. ever seen Jules Strongbow yeah. uh, we look to- like they're his sons because Jules has all those wrinkles on his face you know there's a real problem when we're saying <laughs> out of the two Strongbows right yeah. that we're, we're using Jules as the bad physique example <laughs> yeah I, I'm just saying <laughs> you know there's some sorry shit going on <laughs> but it's because Chief should be fat because he's old Here's the thing, is the chief actually, like, moves and does shit. Right! You always, he, every time he comes in, you're like, oh, he's so fat, what a loser, whatever. And then he, like, then he ends up doing, like, these these slides and, like, dancing around dance. and, like, like like sliding uppercuts and shit. And you're like, yeah, and then you always, like, t- change your tune halfway through. Sliding uppercut? What, a yeah, he, do, he does, like, a thing where, like, he'll slide out and, like, hit him on the outside or he whatever. He good that, at that shit. Like, he, he's good. He, he, he he's does. very good he does excite me in the ring yeah <laughs> anyway. people need to there's so much crap about chief he's good just leave it be we go to break again and we come back to gordon at the desk where michael hayes comes over all pissed off he's upset at Nightheart and barry darso for making fun of rock and roll and america and for being communists aren't they canadian or michigan <laughs> people like, <laughs> They're not from Michigan. You mean Minnesota with Darso, right? Minnesota. I don't care. They're not from any communist country. Let's put it that way. Barry Darso is a very soft-spoken man in real life, yeah. like all Midwestern sounding. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm Barry from Minnesota. Darso rules. Right, he's, he's so like good. Really good. I like Neidhart too. Oh, but by the way, the attempted haircut is what really pissed Hayes oh, off. Oh, I see. You know why? His hair is his pride. And you know what? If they don't like him, they can leave him alone. He needs to chill. He's like, I worked really long for this hair or something. He says something like that. Yeah, it's like, dude, you just didn't cut your hair. This is my identity. Like, what? what is he? Sam- Samson? I don't know. What is he? Santa? What is he? <laughs> Santa Doc. Santa Doc over here ready to put some rocking in your stocking on the zone. Anyway, he said he's had to fight his way up to become who he is all of his life, so fuck you. Good promo, though, from Hayes, as usual. Good promo, but it doesn't make much sense. Because of his hair? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the hair thing. He cares about his hair. Now, Dutch Mantel and Buddy Roberts come in. Hayes is still all pissy. Now, at this point, I'm like, uh uh-oh, because I'm thinking, is this like a setup? Are they, like, turning on On Hayes? Right, because why did they not show up on time, right? Well, they were up late. Plus, Dutch is there, which always leads me to believe something nefarious is going to happen. Yeah, because like, he's oh. another one. It's like he's usually a heel, right? Well, here's the thing is Uncle Zeb is another can go either way guy. Well, yeah. He'll either be very like, yeah, guys, I'm going <laughs> to help or whatever. Or he'll be like, fuck everyone. Like, basically, like he he's a he's a go either way kind of wrestler. He's a wild card. He's a, he's a wild card, right? So him and Buddy coming in together here, I'm like... Is Dutch, like, influencing right. him, maybe? Are they in cahoots? Yeah. Now, Buddy's funny here. He's like, I woke up on the beach. I had my coffee. What's the problem? And He's <laughs> all confused. Yeah. And Hayes tells him that the Russians tried to cut his hair. And Buddy's like, what Russians? This is actually fun. Because mm. Buddy's then like, well, what are we standing here for? Let's go get him. Yeah. I, I love it. It's so like, logical. Like it's, uh, like it's fucking Animal House or yeah. something. 
Was it over when the Germans bought uh, Pearl Harbor? Yeah. By the way, Dutch has a very nice shirt on, very nice dress shirt. So Hayes and Buddy storm away with Dutch through a shitty door next to double gang boxes and stuff. Doors all junky. Looks like it could fall apart at which any is, second. Which is funny because the door is basically clearly set up for the spot here. I think so. They're right? going for a camera angle. You yeah. can tell. So suddenly then, barging out of the dressing room door, it's the anvil who's all busted open. Crusher Khrushchev. Michael Hayes, Buddy Roberts, Dutch Mantel, the Saint, just bawling. I, I was laughing at this point because I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Like the way they bust through the door is awesome. It looked like a sitcom or yeah. something. It was weird. Yeah, it was a great shot. Here comes one. We got a pair six going here. So we got an all-out Pierce Sixer here in the ring. I love it. The faces clear the ring as Gordon just chuckles about everything. I always like stuff like this. I like seeing Buddy Roberts not be 100 years old. He is the best I've ever seen him. <laughs> he looks good. Where's Gordy? Yeah. I guess because the Freebirds, I never know. They're everywhere. Who knows, I'm right? In Japan or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, Buddy goes over to Gordon now and says, hey, the party's not over. We're going to play Pin the Donkey. I don't think that's what the game is called. No. Uh, Hayes says Buddy's coming with him to Lakeland tonight. And Dutch, yeah, let's go to Lakeland. Yeah, why is Dutch very, like, like just friend of yeah, the Freebirds here? He's cute. not even, like, in them. He's no. just, like, their associate or something. He's like, yeah, let's go to Lakeland. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, Colt, and Gordon chuckle about all of this as we go to break. And we come back to the desk where Gordon is with the man he believes should be the Florida heavyweight champion, Brian Blair. It looks very Ray Rougeau here, by the way. Just saying, hi, how are you? Hi, I should be the champion in Florida. So the killer B here has a nice suit. and It's he's the at, suit that makes the suit. him look like Ray. He's between WWF runs. Right. Because we have him right now on the canon. The 84, 84 canon yeah. edition where he's just young up-and-comer yeah. Brian, Brian Blair. Over just there. Brian Blair. Yeah. But he'll come back to the WWF in a couple of months in 85. As a B. As a B, yes. So Gordon recaps how the belt, the Florida belt, was held up when Blair was in a two-ring triple-chance battle royal. And it ended up to be him and <laughs> Jesse Barr. So we get clips of this now from a very crappy wide shot. How are we supposed to tell anything that's happening from this angle? <laughs> like, I'm like, what are we looking at here? The best is Gordon, because he's like, as you can see, uh, men are being, uh, uh, there's somebody going over the top. Like it's ex- <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> it's exactly how a battle royal should be called. Yeah. Uh, men are doing, I don't know. The, someone- things are happening. I- and uh, as you can see, uh, men are being hurtled. Uh, uh, there's one, somebody going over the top rope at that point in time. He doesn't even know who. He's like somebody going over. This is the best <laughs> announcer, right? Yeah, uh, this is the right? best he can muster for this. Mess. And he's like, uh, somebody got a little bit. I don't, I can't see shit. He takes another gulp of Jack Daniels or something. <laughs> so we see more action featuring Tully Blanchard in there and Crusher Khrushchev winning the first ring. Yes, then, it's, it's very I convoluted. This, I hate this stuff. Yeah, though. you'll see. So we cut then to Brian Blair and Jesse Barr, who's a heel, winning ring number two. So basically now they have to team up against the winners of the first ring, even though they don't trust each other. This is kind of boring, by it, the way. It is, because Gordon's like, and then you see this here, and Blair's with him. He's like, and you can say I won. Yeah, I don't Blair know. Is, is doing commentary, Bad. which is bizarre. So Jesse Barr, of course, is all jerky about all of this, and he tags in to face the crusher. Tagging and about, what are these rules? <laughs> They're so convoluted. I don't... From what I could put together is you got a, two different battle royals going on in each ring. Okay. The last two guys in each ring then have to team up against but why the, would they team up? They were just fighting with each other five I don't seconds know. ago it's to win the battle royal. Now, those of you that know 
NWA and territory wrestling much better than we do. Because again, Quinn, we don't ever pretend to be experts when we're not, right? Right. We don't. But this is dumb. It- <laughs> like this is stupid. What I was gonna, I, okay, I, I agree. Don't have to be no fucking expert. Why the fuck are they tagging? What I was gonna ask is: is this common? I just want to know: is this something that happened a lot, like a big attraction, or is this a one-time thing? Just let us know. Okay? Can I just say this? Go ahead. This seems this reeks of like Dusty Rhodes invented this like five years ago. Yeah, maybe. And they just kept doing it. Maybe. Because this is a, a the most Dusty Rhodes ass idea I've ever seen. Yeah. And if I could do a decent Dusty impression, I would, but I can't, yeah. so I won't. Cut to Tully with Jesse Barr and Blair grumpily tagging in. Bill Alfonso, the ref, by the way, of course. Uh, Tully and Khrushchev double team Blair for a bit as we see more footage. This is going on a long time. Mm-hmm. Basically, the story of this match is that Jesse Barr isn't helping Brian Blair at all because he's a heel, but Blair is still able to get the pin off of a small package on Khrushchev, right? So Blair and Barr win $15,000 now. And as Blair is handed his check in the ring, <laughs> this is funny. This Je- is funny. Jesse Barr attacks him from behind and runs off with the money. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> That's good, though. So we go back to Blair with Gordon, who says, you know, I don't think the NWA is going to let this happen. And then Gordon's like, well, happen to have your envelope here. Uh, this is your share, your half of the money. I might just point out to you, and here is uh, an envelope with your share, $7,500, your share. Uh, of that $15,000. You have that back now. What is this NWA financial services over here? Like, <laughs> Also, why? This is just another example of why does Gordon practically run this association of territories? Like, why does he just... He, everywhere he goes, he just, like, has the power. I, right? I love it. it. Does, if it's NWA, like, officials being involved, it's Gordon is, like, the messenger or something. I just got off the phone with Bob Geigel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and here's, you. here's your half of the share here. And it's, it's like, they're like, Gordon, can you get... We trust you, Gordon. Can you give Blair this money? His word is like, it's as if the president of the NWA said it, man. Like, it's just, Gordon could make it up. They wouldn't matter. They'll listen. But you like that type of thing, don't you? I do. I like it because it's it. amusing, but yes. also from like a kayfabe perspective, it is dumb. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. He's viewed as like a man of integrity, right? And I guess. You can trust he Gordon. He his like liquor. <laughs> it's like very much, it's so obvious at points that he's drinking. Like, if I had to do this in all the territories he yeah. worked in, all, I would drink too, man. I know, Seriously. But I don't know how sober he is half the time. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Gordon now throws to a promo from Jesse Barr, who says he deserves respect. He also says circumstances a lot, yeah. which is annoying. Do you know who Jesse Barr is? I don't really care, but who he, is he? He is a man who, in the World Wrestling Federation, put on a mask and faked the funk. Oh, he's uh, Jimmy Jack Funk or whatever? Yes, Jimmy Jack Funk, oh, and I don't care. he looks like him. <laughs> yes, that he guy is sucked, too. <laughs> was well, Jesse Barr ever good? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. His brother, uh, Art Barr, was. Who? So Barr is a heel, like we said. He says, uh, I won by myself. I'm getting screwed out of my money, and I'm screwed out of the Florida heavyweight title. Well, I'll tell you what, right now. I said, you know, I have been took it all that I can stand, and this is the final moment. And by the way, this isn't a very good promo for the record. It's not good. It's like the older brother from the Goonies or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing like a head thing. Yeah, so head thing. Something Band-Aid. taped on there. I don't know. He looks like him. So Barr says he'll put his money on the line against Brian Blair's money, so that way the winner takes all. Back to Blair, who accepts the challenge, and he says, if I don't win the title next week, my name's not Brian Blair. Okay. Does that mean he, like, loses his name if he loses? <laughs> like, is that the stipulation? Maybe. 
<laughs> it's like now you're is that another stipulation yeah, now you're mr ogleby or something yeah, mr. i don't know like just some name mr ogleby yeah just different name <laughs> we go to break and we come back where the young bloods are here taking on joshua Stra- <laughs> didn't we see enough of these fatsos they stink Joshua Stroud and a masked man named the Raider who was kind of dressed like Buddy Rose when he was the executioner. Basically a generic masked man. Yeah. I I don't like the idea of generic masked man as a jobber because masked men by default seem like they should be real wrestlers because they have like a gimmick. Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? It never made sense to me to have masked jobbers. I, yeah, I don't know. Usually- Unless you're in actual Mexico where like, I guess like it's more, I just mean in the in the AAA and stuff, it's like common to have a mask, right? Yeah, the <laughs> like that's what I mean by that actual Mexico. Yeah, is like what, not what I laughed at. Yeah, I just that's what I'm saying. It's like you know what I mean? Yes, like I in know. AAA, it's normal. Not not here in Florida. Okay, but anyway, Jay and the Raiders start. Lockup goes nowhere. Why are the young blood so fat? I'm sorry, Cl- it bothers me. You, you be nice now. Their you're bellies gonna, are protruding out. You're gonna upset some people with your words, Michael. You but be this, nice now. They're athletes, or at least I thought they were. What is this? Don't they work out? I don't know. I'm just asking. Gordon is so amused that he promises we're going to hear from the boss man. Uh, Sam Air by Jay tagged a mark side headlock. Uh, the young bloods trunks stink, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Aren't sh- they wearing shirts? Because they're so. They're no, they're turned. not wearing shirts. I thought they were. No, they just are, you know. I seem to remember shirts that still protruded. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I was just looking at their bellies the whole time. You know what? The Briscoes have the same first names as the young bloods, Jay and Mark. Oh, no. That's about that's how exciting this is for me. Well, Mark and Jay Briscoe, Mark yeah. and Jay Youngblood. Not the old Briscoes, just so people know. No, the Briscoe, the ones that are like Ring not, of Honor. Yeah, veterans. the Ring of Honor Briscoes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, shoulder block by Mark Side Hudluck takeover. Back up, tagging the Stroud, who is in great shape, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that guy, compared to these flabby guys yeah. over here, like, yeah. He he is a unit, man. Yeah. He looks good. Side headlock drop down, leaf rod by Mark, and another one. Body slam is on the mark. Get it? Shut up. Buddy Colt, by the way, still annoying me by calling play-by-play along with Gordon. Jay- I forgot he existed <laughs> That's fine. at this point. <laughs> I, even, I think I tuned him out. Good. Yeah. Uh, Jay's in there with a nice back play. Uh, tag back to Mark, double chop. Another chop by Mark, tag back to Jay, Irish whip by Mark. We get like a heart attack style finish by the young buds, but the clothesline fucking misses and they get the pin anyway. He missed the finisher. These young buds stink, and man. I, I know, I know, like we're supposed to respect territory wrestling or something, but going in cold, on, just, just seeing what's on the screen, these guys suck. Listen, I get it. They're, the wrestling's good, but this is not. See, the thing is, is that if you have good wrestling, right, you should have high, you have high standards, and these guys don't meet those standards. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is when we see something like one episode of a television promotion we're not too familiar with, we're not shitting on their entire career. Were they I ever j- good, though, these I don't guys? Know. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. But I don't care because what I just watched on this episode. It was poor. January 5th, 1985. It sucked. Okay? I you don't know what care the- if they were good elsewhere. This isn't good. You know why that's bad, though, Joe? What? Is because here's the thing, right? The reason you do television is for people who aren't coming to the live shows and maybe you want to sell them on that right well yeah maybe they are new to wrestling maybe they just found this maybe they're a young kid that's you know eight to ten years old that maybe isn't into wrestling yet or something right Right. and they see this on the on the channel and they see these fat young blood guys or whatever and they they miss the finisher and they make it look fake and there's probably some kid who saw that 
And he's the guy that's now, you know, in his 40s who says, oh, wrestling's fake. Because he <laughs> saw this. Sh- I'm not kidding. This is how you fuck up somebody's perspective of wrestling. It's shit like that. Well, there you have it. Back to Gordon, who brings up the boss man again. And we're finally going to find out who this is. We throw to a package on him, man. The first thing we see is Coco Ware and his partner, Norval Austin. Oh, no B. No B, just oh, Ware. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying that. He, he might have had a B. Maybe Brian Blair had the B. And uh, they're sitting on a table. It looks like they're in a bank or something. I don't know what room this and is. They both have the Michael Jackson like red coats, yes. the thriller coats on. Yep. So they're a tag team. Their name is the Pretty Young Things. They're heels, by the way. Also a Michael Jackson song. Yep. There you go. And they say the boss man is here. Okay. Big boss man. Here we go, right? <laughs> yeah. Coco tells us to call somebody. And then a swivel chair swings around and it's Percy Pringle. Yeah. The Paul, Paul Bearer. Bearer himself. Tremendous. I but love him. It's just like. A different, completely different character. Yep, his first yeah. character, Percy Pringle. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. It just like it was going to me. Y'all been wondering, haven't you? So he even makes fun of Gordon Soley. He's like, even you didn't know who the boss man was. As as we get boss man crying, I like which that. is weird. Yes. By the way, see, here's the funny part about the Percy Pringle character. He's not supposed to be like, oh, yeah. But no. he kind of like talks like that anyway. Well, his natural voice is like, high. Yeah, Percy Pringle, the guy in general. Yeah. That's just how he talks. Bill Moody. Yeah, Bill Moody. So Percy dances around to Coco's boombox, which is great. It's all happy. I like it a real lot. He then hypes up his tag team, the Pretty Young Things, and says he has another man coming in. Ravishing Rick Rude. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because didn't he manage him in world class also? I think Rude? so. I think so. Anyway, Percy then sends us to a video package for Rick Rude working out. Muscles are shown. Soft funk music <laughs> is played. It's all very lovely. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And by the way, Rude has like shorter, less stupid hair than his 88 run. Like he doesn't have the puff, I don't think the they poof. figured out like what he is yet. He's a very serious character still. Yeah. He's ravishing Rick Rude, but he's more serious, right? Correct. He looks like a badass though, man. He does. Holy shit. Uh, so we see him work out a lot. Before Percy cuts it off and says, he, we, didn't, we didn't want to see too much of Rude. Right. Just like a fine wine, Percy says. You open the bottle, you get a little sniff, you get a little smell. And then he tells the girls not to want him too much because he's all mine. What? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. And then Percy says, I got another wrestler because I asked my mama for one. Okay, again, weird. What is he, Jim Cornette? Yeah, I got the same vibe, right? Like yeah. mama's, mama's boy type thing. It's mama paid for everything. So his wrestler that he got from his mama, missing link. <laughs> can't win them all I yeah. guess that's not a good one it's like his mom never saw wrestling and she's like she just bought the best wrestler she thought looked good yeah like when your mom buys you a video game but she doesn't she's like oh I think yeah. like this it's like she got him the good one with Rick Rick Roots like getting like fucking like like PlayStation or something right. And like that, like get missing links, like getting like a Tiger Electronics like game, like, like a three DO, yeah, or some <laughs> shit like, like that. that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. So we see a video montage of Missing Link, which is set to "Bang Your Head" by Quiet Riot. And the point here of this package is that Missing Link is a wrestler with funny hair, and he wins matches sometimes. The one nice touch is when Missing Link does use the headbutt. Yeah, the line "Bang Your Head," yeah. like it's like in sync with it. Yeah, so that's cool. Annoyingly, it seems like that we have to listen to the entire song. <laughs> Yeah, it's long. Uh, why? But the video does make him look like he's good. He, he's not. But mm-hmm. I, he guess he's, I guess he's. I guess he does. I guess, I guess old Dewey Robertson mm-hmm. is uh, at least unique, right? The right. missing link. Anyway, we go back to Gordon and Buddy who talk. Well, at least we know who the boss man is. I forgot Buddy was even here again <laughs> for the second time. He now. is very nondescript, yeah. isn't he? It's like, wait, what? Why there, is he there? He, uh, uh, he's uh, very useless. When we went back, I'm like, wait, there's that other guy next to Gordon. What's his name again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to break. 
Come back with Buddy Colt at ringside now, waiting for Ric Flair to come in. And here he is. We're told that Flair is Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Wrestler of the Year and the NWA Champion, of course. Wrestler of the Year. I mean, it'd be close that year, but not Hulk in 85. Well, 84, technically, right? Because oh, January. Yeah, 84. Still, 84. Uh, the Hulk? We're well, watching 84 canon now. I'm not too familiar with Flair's 84. So, again, I'm not pretending to be an expert here, folks. But I do know that the mags mm-hmm. that Bill Apter was a part of tended to skew towards NWA on these awards. That's true. Victory Magazine Wrestler of the Year, Hulk Hogan, though, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I also would probably say that all the territory, of course, they're going to say Ric Flair because he's a traveling champion and all this stuff. Anyway, nice suit from the Nature Boy, and he cuts a good promo, of course, about how he's great. He says he could have been a surgeon, could have been a lawyer, but he chose wrestling, and he's the best at it. Let me get some clips of Flair wrestling while he talks. And he's not surprised he was voted Wrestler of the Year. Neither am I, honestly. Mm -hmm. So Flair mentions some of the roster here down in Florida, like Michael Hayes, Dutch Mantel, Scott McGee, uh, Brian Blair. And he says if Buddy Colt is calling them the best, then that's ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) He's just shitting on the promotion. I mean, without Dusty, this place is kind of junky. It's like, very, let's be honest. It's very mid, right? It's very sub. It's not Crockett's. Let's put no, it that it's way. not. That's true. Uh, he says that Florida starves for the sight of a quality athlete before making fun of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> we finally get a woo out of Flares. He says he's custom made from head to toe. And Buddy's like, yeah, yeah, you're the champion. No one's disputing that, but you might not be when you leave Florida. Is he serious? <laughs> really? This dump, like none of these people could beat Ric Flair no offense, at this point in time. Yeah. Even I know that. And then Flair has to kind of turn it around because, all right, you can't shit entirely on the roster. Yeah, he really like... He turns it around. Yeah. Because he's like, all right, there's a lot of great competition. And then he just wings the rest of his promo. <laughs> yeah, to- almost like he went too hard and he realized yeah. it like halfway through. And don't misunderstand me. There's a lot of great competition here because I'm telling you Blair and Hayes and uh, Dutch Mantell... But this is a, I'm going to give credit. This is a great, I know people think I don't like Ric Flair. I do. It's just that he was never my favorite wrestler. Yeah. But I do like Ric Flair. And it's a great promo here. And Flair with a classic, learn to love it. It's going to be here for a long, long time. So we got a break and we come back to Gordon giving us some information about two missing kids. And obviously there's nothing funny about there this. There wasn't anything funny. No. I thought it was actually like really nice that they even did this. It's sad. But yeah. like I was like, see, hey. that's. That to me is like the 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 way that like local promotions were actually like good in that sense yes. because like they could actually do a community service in that sense. Correct, right? right? Not that it's like a good thing. I, I mean, like that you know the kids missing is no, bad. It's sad. But I it's mean, terrible. the fact that they're doing like they're, they're helping. They're right? using their show and their platform to at least get the word yeah. out there about some missing children, and I think that's an admirable thing. Commendable. To do. Yep. Yeah. We go back up to the ring where Sweet Brown Sugar is in there with the, his opponent, the paunchy Terry Ellis. Got who? TV time. <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. Got TV timer. I mean, I know Sweet Brown Sugar. I'm like, I'm like who's the jobber? <laughs> I, that's what I was asking. And the only thing that tipped me off was that Sweet Brown Sugar kind of had like a nickname sort of name. It wasn't like, like it wasn't Terry like, Ellis. Yeah. It wasn't just like Fred Simpson or whatever. Yeah. You know, like Fred just, Simpson. just some name. Like, what if Terry Ellis is related to Perry Ellis? Maybe. Anyway, roll up by Sugar to start. Yes, that's how he starts with a roll up. I <laughs> went for the quick win. Why the fuck not? Uh, that gets a one count. Lock up and a wrist lock by Sugar. We're told by Gordon that he is actually the top challenger for the NWA heavyweight title. What? That's what Gordon said. Whoa, that's I didn't know he had that many wins lined up. I didn't either. Unless Gordon's hitting the sauce a little too hard. I'm not sure here. Not the Southern heavyweight title or whatever he it is. He said Flair's title. Hmm. 
Uh, Lockup again, side headlock by Sugar into a takeover, and the referee is, <laughs> you guessed it, Bill Alfonso. Uh, Ellis with some knees in the court. Is he the only ref they have? I think he is. Did we know this from some of these territories that they have one ref for the it's, whole fucking it's thing? It's real. Yeah. Uh, Ellis with some knees in the corner and looking like the fucking sniffing accountant from Seinfeld. Uh, punches by Sugar and he throws Ellis through the ropes to the floor into the dumpy wooden guardrail now. Yeah, which is right next to the apron, which I just realized. Yeah, can you explain this. that? So it's, so it's like the fans basically are surrounding essentially three sides of the ring. There's yeah. no barrier between them and the ring. Yeah. And then the barrier that's stopping them is just only stopping them from going like the side where the wrestlers come in. Yes. It's super it's a weird. weird setup. I guess because yeah. of space in the studio, maybe. Yeah. It's my guess. Anyway, back inside, body slammed by Sugar and to the second rope on the inside, a beautiful missile drop kick by Sweet Brown Sugar. And that's all she wrote. Good ending. Good ending. Yeah. Yep. Back to Gordon and Buddy now, who say that Terry Ellis is pretty bad in that match. And Gordon recaps. <laughs> like, wasn't and wasn't and apparently that, that guy stinks. <laughs> what a terrible piece <laughs> of shit that guy was. <laughs> Gordon recaps today's events, uh, particularly the boss man angle. And then he wishes the young bloods well for 85. Yeah, they're going to need it. Uh, they need to work out for 1985. <laughs> they need to go to the gym or blood, run or something. The blood type is ragu. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy wants to talk about the missing link. I don't know why. And he's heard about his reputation for quite some time. Is he talking about the reputation for never staying anywhere? for more than like two months. Yeah, that reputation rep- for stinking. <laughs> yeah, for just being a shitty wrestler. Yeah. Anyway, go to Lakeland, Gordon says, because Ric Flair's going to be there. Oh, and go to Sarasota on the 19th as well. Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> go to Sarasota. Uh, please watch our shows. Ric Flair, I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he quickly wraps it up and we get the ending credits with a voiceover and then we cut to a Dukes of Hazard. I saw promo. that, yeah. It's funny. Anyway, this show is okay. Uh, like I've said, and I'm very transparent about this, I am not the most knowledgeable about Florida. Okay, that's not my bread and butter. Uh, but there was nothing bad about this. I didn't mind it. It was very standard yeah. uh, territory-style show. Nothing really spectacular, although the angle with Neidhart and Darso and all that, hey, that was the best thing. I like that a lot. Yeah, standard regional fare yeah. for me. I don't know. It seems like Florida existed at this point to advertise the Crockett people like coming down there. It does it, seem like we're getting there. Yeah, it's a fun watch, though. I fun suppose. watch, right? Yeah. yeah, I had no problem with it. It was yeah. a breezy 42 minutes of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, you can check this one out on YouTube. Just be prepared to turn your volume way up. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be able to hear this unless yeah. 100%. Yeah, volume. so check that out. But thank you guys for being with us 100% here as we have romped you through another week in the world of retro wrestling. A couple of quick reminders for you before we get out of here. If you could kindly leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps us. I don't know the ins and outs. I just know it's good to get reviews. So if you could leave us a review there, if you have Apple Podcasts or iTunes, we'd really appreciate that. If you have a Twitter, follow us there at OVP Podcast. Join the group if you have a Facebook. And if you want extra OVP content, I encourage you to give it a shot for the rest of January. See if it's worth your while. Hey, I will even spot you for a free month. You know I'll do that, and I mean it. If you want to just try it out for free, send me a message on Twitter, or you can email us or do it on the group. But until next time, thank you guys so much for being with us here. We will be back next week. Until that time, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you soon. See ya. Well, uncalled for, what goes there? Where you been? Hey, hey, we had a wild party last night, I'm sorry. Hey. No, we mean wild party. Where you been, buddy? Hey, I woke up on the beach, I just had 10 cups of coffee. What's the problem? What do you mean, what's the problem? Nothing much, these guys just trying to cut my hair. Who tried to cut your hair? Those residents! 
What Russians? What do you mean what Russians? The guys I asked you to come in here for, the Russians. Where are they right now? Where are they? They're in their dressing room. Where's the dressing room? They're right there. Well, what are we standing here for? Let's go get them.